Welcome everyone to podcast number 64 of Calling in the Power Ring. I'm your co-host, Matt Turner. With me as always, my good buddy, my tag partner from Team Blue and Gold, the one and only pumpkin spice latte himself, oh, Andy Henner. <laughs> Basic bitch. Oh boy. <laughs> hey now. You know what? I don't, I'm just going to jump right in. How, how you doing? But I don't care for pumpkin spice, really. Like the I, drinks? You know what? I, I was thinking about that on my way home from the gym today. I'm like, what am I going to call I always you know I obviously I always had to throw something in there it's usually last second and there's Dunkin Donuts across the street from my gym and I was like oh maybe I'll call him pumpkin spice <laughs> and then I'll ask him if he enjoys any of that pumpkin stuff so you're not a big fan of all the pumpkin spice. sometimes I, one time we went to uh when we went to meet Charlotte and she signed the book that her and Flair did I forget what it was called second coming or something like that uh we stopped in Starbucks afterwards and it was October-ish so uh, they had pumpkin spice stuff, and I had a pumpkin spice cookie that was actually pretty good. But I don't like any of the coffee. I tried it, and I just don't care for it. Not your deal. Yeah. I don't do any. Sometimes I'll do like the. I'm kind of weaning my way out coffee, and I'm doing the. Uh, I guess that cheap plug here, the five uh, percent nutrition all day. You may, you know, because you can literally sip it all day. So I'll, I'll maybe only have maybe one or two coffees a week if that. So it all depends on what Dunkin' Donuts has or yeah. something that I make at home or whatever. So the pumpkin spice stuff I do like. I am a big fan of pumpkin beer. Like this is my favorite. Like Richard, pumpkin yes. beer is my favorite. <laughs> How do they get pumped? Pumpkin beer is my favorite. My uh, favorite. <laughs> I was walking. I was trying to kind of run out the clock a little bit at work yesterday. And I was walking around a White's because they have craft beers now. And yeah. all, the, all the pumpkin beers are out. They had. And I know you're not, you, you don't drink. But they had uh, pumpkin pie beer, mm. Weyerbacher, which is a local brewery over here. They have a really good pumpkin beer. It's like nine percent. So, like you have two of those, and you can't feel your feet. Yeah. Plus, I really don't. Plus, I really don't drink that much. So, like, I have a beer here and there. So, my tolerance in the last three or four years has really gone down. So yeah. it's nice. I have like two or three beers, and it's just like and you're good. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a coma till. I can't remember a time that I've had more than three beers in a 24-hour period. Like even wow. like two is a lot for me. So, and then they had. Um, what was it? It was chocolate pumpkin beer. Mm. That might so, be pretty good, though. I mean, I'm no beer one, drinker, obviously, but... Yeah. Well, I usually... I will start the fall beers when college football starts, and college football starts... Well, some games have started, but their regular season starts tomorrow. So, however, I have a refrigerator full of summer beer, so... Oh, you can finish that off. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to go spend $10 on a six-pack when I literally have 20 beers in my beer fridge, because like I said, I really just... I don't, I don't drink that much anymore, yeah. so... Oh, well, hey, slow down. Did I, I slow was, down. Did you ever try the Yingling one? I forget what the, the fall something. Because the plan is like literally five minutes from my house. <laughs> yes, the uh, Yingling Oktoberfest. Now, yes, my, yes. Probably, probably my all-time favorite beer is either regular Yingling or Sam Adams Oktoberfest. So okay, the, the, the regular Yingling, Yingling lager? Oktoberfest, and it's, it's good. It's not great, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Yingling lager, that's like the, the big beer around here. <laughs> we were at the beach, and my friend, we were at a... Uh, Someplace, some restaurant. My friend goes, "Can I just get a lager?" And I looked at him like, "They don't have Yingling down here. They don't know what you mean." Yeah, <laughs> like, like he can't just use the code word. She was like, "We have uh, the, like land shark or whatever," and he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll just take that." <laughs> yeah, I know when Ashley and Ryan come up from, well, they, you know, although they were in New Mexico a couple years ago, and now they're obviously in the Carolinas that they always go to the because they don't get that down there. No, no, it's it's basically just here, Pennsylvania and Florida. I know they have a plant but, down there. They have three plants total. So Now, the ones in Florida, and I just found this out. And we'll get into the rest of the talk in a minute, guys. Sorry. <laughs> this is a beer uh, podcast. <laughs> beer podcast? You don't drink, which yeah. is weird. Like I said, I drink maybe about six beers a month. The Florida, 
from what I understand from people that own either local breweries or local beer shops, the Florida plants, their yingling tastes different because the water is different. Like, and I can believe that. Water. Yeah. yeah. This I is mountain like water up here, you know? Yeah, because because of the mountain water and the pure, uh, the, pure uh, the, the pure levels of the water, like 99% of the people said they can taste the difference and the Pennsylvania yingling is better than the Florida yingling. Wow. So how about that? You wouldn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. There's probably different stuff in the water down there. I would say it's more of a Maybe salt. I don't know where the plant is, if it's near the ocean or whatever, but, you know, and it's always warm in Florida, so. Maybe maybe it's more swampy. Yeah, there you go, swamp thing. Okay. <laughs> so there you go, we'll tie it in. All right, folks, let's jump into I have a whole, you know, like two days ago, I'm looking at my tablet that I write down little notes. I'm like, yeah, there's really nothing to talk about. The last two or three days, a lot popped up. I want to kind of start talking about, well, the main event of today's show, obviously, be the AEW show, but I want to talk about something me and you were texting back and forth yesterday, the PWI 500. Uh, yeah. there released their, the uh, top, their stuff yesterday. The PWA, f- top, well, top 500 wrestlers in America, which you know, a lot of people get mad. I've seen there's some stuff on Facebook. Like, it's it's a weird list. It's like half worked, half not. It's kind of based on who had a successful year, but yet who's really good in the ring. And then, you know, at the lower end, you can pay to get on, which when I found that out, I was like, I was crushed. I was like, oh, you could just pay? Like, what's the point? So uh, I, found that, I found that out when we were training with Punk and his roommate, was Brandy? So I don't. She used to work for PWI. And she said, oh, Sin Cabbage, yes, the redhead girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a roommate or somebody you knew, but they. But that's what he said. If you guys want to pay, it's like two hundred for this tier, hundred for this tier, hundred. You know, obviously, if like you pay a hundred, and but then you're somewhat good, they may bump you up into the three hundreds. But they said, yeah, a lot of it towards the end, like the three fifty to five hundred, you can pay to get on. I was yeah. like, oh wow, and I thought he was like working on something. He was just like, no, he's like, and then I met. I met her in Jetta and she's basically saying, I literally was just born and I, I could barely afford, you know, to pay my water bill, let alone pay $150. You just get so your I get name. My, I can get two sentences in PWI 500. Yeah, I guess you're, if you're paid more, you get a picture or whatever. And I heard if you uh, maybe had relations with Brandy, you would get a, a nice picture and a little bit higher up, too. She actually lived uh, somewhere near me. She did, anyway. Like, we were around the Frackle area or something, and I found out about that. I was like, oh, wow, how about that? So, but uh, PWI 500 is still cool, but, like, don't take it as the gospel. Well, you know what? It even says it. Right before you get to the first page of who number one is, they give you the criteria. It says it goes by wins, losses, uh, you know, significant importance, wins on big shows. Now, I, I always forget when it comes out. I always know it's somewhere between when the G1 finishes and when, when my kid goes back to school. And when they just went back to school on Monday, the G1 just finished up two weeks ago. So I knew it was coming out soon. So I was thinking in my head, I'm like, well, who's number one? I mean, I'm like, it's got to be Seth Rollins. You think about it. He won the belt at the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania. Yeah, and kept it. Um, well, no, he lost it and then won it back, right? Well, you think about how he lost. He lost it at Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, that's right. He lost it, like, with Brock cashing in Money in the Bank. So that's really not even a real loss. And then it's, it's debatable what's the, bigger, the second biggest show in the you know, WWF. Is it the Royal Rumble because the winner goes to Mania and it's Mania? Or is it SummerSlam? Like, to me, it's always been SummerSlam, but you did that debate. Well, he won the Royal Rumble, and he beat Lesnar again at SummerSlam. And I was like, well, how is it at Seth Rollins? And even work rate-wise, he had one of the best matches of the year for the, under the WWF banner with that match with AJ Styles. I think it was that either at Money in the Bank or figure or whatever it was. I'm like, how can it not be Seth Rollins? I'm like, when I saw Seth was number one, I'm like, of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? Only yeah. twice has it been somebody that's been working for a Japanese album, which was the last two years, which Kenny won it last year and I was all for it but I was like I thought AJ would have won it because you know he had a, a long reign with the belt defended it had a successful title defense at Mania I thought it was an age in the year before and I'm like if they're doing somebody outside of the WWF bubble it's got to be Okada because he had that 
you know, his 2017 was arguably the greatest single year for uh, a wrestler in the history of wrestling. So I was like, of course it's got to be. Of course it's got to be Seth Rollins. And yeah, I, I see sense. too many people complain about him being number one. I'm like, well, look, well, just, who, just on those three merits alone. Yeah, who else would you have for number one then if he's not? Kofi? I don't know. I mean, but I was thinking when, when you said it was like August to August, I was like, oh, yeah. Because like, I was like, well, Kenny hasn't done much in a while. But, like, he was champ for half of this year. And he went to Wrestle Kingdom and he dropped and then he kind of tailored off the rest of the year. But then it's like, shouldn't Tanahashi be higher then? Because he won the G1 and then won the belt at Wrestle Kingdom. That's just like Seth went at WrestleMania. Yeah, he dropped the belt right away, but... I don't know, maybe I'd have bump him up to top five. Yeah, I was, me and you were texting back and forth, and it's so funny, because I wish we could copy and paste our text message in this podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we need to stop, we need to talk about this, because I was like, okay, I think Tanahashi's right around, I think he was one number nine. Yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll read off the list right here. So, number one, Seth Rollins. Two, Daniel Bryan. Three, AJ Styles. Four is Kofi Kingston. Five is Okada. Six is Johnny Gargano. Seven, Roman Reigns. Eight, Kenny Omega. Nine, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And ten, rounded out, Will Ospreay. You know, like, other than Roman, just because I think he, he was off, you know, with the leukemia thing, he was off from, because he won the belt at SummerSlam last year. And he dropped and he was off for three or four months. So I was like, I don't understand how he gets in that top ten. Yeah, I don't think but, he did too much other than that, you know? Yeah. But, partner, you made a really good point. When I look at the list, I'm like, hey, you know, other than that, John Hodgson, he's great at nine. And then I was talking to you yesterday and you just said it. Well, he won the G1. No, he didn't win the G1. He only had one loss and one draw. And then he beat, you know, the loss was to Jay White. He beat Jay White. And then he, he had the draw with Okada and then beat Okada. And then wins the bell at the Tokyo Dome against, you know, McKenney. And then it's just like, yeah, maybe he should have been higher. Maybe That's, he should have been higher. Yeah, because it's like equal to Seth Rollins just about. Yeah, he didn't win it back like Seth did. But, I mean, they basically did the same thing in their respective company. Maybe Tanahashi maybe should be three. I think Roman should be out of the top ten. Kenny should be ten. And I think you put Kotobushi in there somewhere. Yeah, you got a point. Or Naito. Yeah, Naito. Naito. Both Naito and Kotobushi would be in there, I believe. And take out uh, Roman and... Uh, well, Kofi should be, like, top. I think Kofi should be, like, three or four. He was, uh, what was he? He was four, so yeah. AJ should be there, Daniel Bryan. Maybe Jorgana, Johnny Gargano a little lower. But, uh, it, you know, it's up, it's up to, wait, you know, whatever you think. It's it's weird how they do it. I mean, it's a cafe list, but that's not, but it's it's weird. Yeah, they combine, they combine with losses, and then, like, looks really good at the ring. I think Osprey, two of three years in a row, he was at number 10. I think he keeps on this pace. I think he'll be top five. Yeah, I think the next year he'll be higher. Yeah. And I think Okada top five next year. And uh, probably Seth again, I would say. Maybe next year Kenny will be top five. Maybe John Moxley will be in the top ten. Yeah, we'll see. But no, um, you know, I did see. I figured okay, you were going to get a lot of people complaining. For every ten person posted about it, only like maybe two, three, if that, were complaining about it. But I thought it was a really good list. Um, I was shocked. Daniel, who was number two? Was Daniel Bryan was number two? Yeah, he's two. And then uh, AJ's three, which I'm like, well, he. You kind of maybe argue that Dan, Dan Bryan should be a little lower, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best guy in that roster. And it looks like, I don't know if you watch SmackDown, I think that they're good. And I even wrote this down as soon as this happened. Uh, did you see the end segment of SmackDown? This week? Uh, yes. I, I, heard what, I didn't see it, but I heard what happened. But now I, I totally forget. I'm drawing a blank. Don't refresh my memory. Basically, basically, Roman comes out, and he, I guess Daniel Bryan wants an apology. And they show, they show that Rowan 
was in the background of when all the stuff fell on Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Bryan's like, you lied to me, you lied to me. He like gives, gives Roman all these like stiff slaps, slaps backstage. Oh, wow. And as soon as he gives, someone gives me a microphone, so he's, he's like, I don't like liars. I know nothing about this Roman. You got to believe me. I know nothing about this. He gets in the ring and he gets speared and that's it. I think what they're going to do because they made the the that part with the stage falling on him and the car thing so phony that I'm like, wow, that's just terrible acting. I think they did it on purpose. I think they're going to do a double turn. Really? Hmm. They I, they need to do something to spike. Might that be the something? Ratings. I mean, that'd be something and else. I think that they're going to do a double turn. I think they're going to say that they told that Rowan completely did this to try to get something at Daniel Bryan. And this is what they're going to do to make you know make Daniel Bryan look bad, and then Roman's, uh, Roman's going to turn. I think they're going to do because they need something big. They, so, what, uh, so you're saying a heel Roman and a face Daniel Bryan? Yep. And who wouldn't? Who, you know, I think Roman is a, is a bigger guy. They, they, and if you think about, take what New Japan did with Kenta. They brought Kenta the you one. They tried to get him over. They tried to get him over. And it's like, well, they're booing him. Well, if they're booing him, let them boo them. And that's what they were doing with Roman Reigns. Obviously, Roman comes back with leukemia. But it's like they're not booing him, but they're really not cheering him. So it's just like, well, look what New Japan did. They wanted to boo Kenta. By the end of the tournament, they said, well, let him boo him. Let's turn him heel. Yeah, smart move. And let's put him in the bull club. So let's turn uh, Roman heel. And they want to they cheer. Just like this, this Daniel Bryan over the last year since he turned heel is like the end of Daniel Bryan's Ring of Honor run. Where it's like they wanted to boo him, but he's so good. Yeah, he's start cheering. Yeah. And that's what they're doing with him. And he's having these tag matches with, like, heavy machinery. And, you know, these guys are okay. They're not... They're not great, but Daniel Bryan is. You can tell. You're watching these matches. Like he's taking these guys that are just okay and making them look great. Like, he's the best wrestler in that roster. He caught NXT, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, yada yada. He's the best. He is like back to like Ring of Honor, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson form. Why not flip them? Yeah, and Why especially, not flip them? Well, you know, it's kind of being wasted in tag matches. Like, okay, yeah, it elevates the tag belts, but you know, thirty tag belts are basically at the bottom anyway. Why not put them in the main event? That'd be awesome. Yeah. I would, I would like a, a a heel Roman. It's like he's like, I did all this for sympathy for these dumb people. Well, that's enough. Then people, boo, right there. There you go. Um, my one friend said something. He's like a red beard. What if it was Sheamus that was behind us? Like, well, that'd be kind of cool. But I don't think Sheamus can wrestle anymore. I know he just got in really good shape. He dropped like thirty pounds. He shredded now. But I remember reading stuff about he has a bad neck or something. So I think yeah, he's kind of unofficially retired. That's where they took him with, uh, they took him off with Cesaro, and Cesaro's been doing some really good, good stuff. And speaking of which, I, I have this written down, but I guess we'll go, we'll kind of go into, did you see Cesaro's uh, backstage promo? I think it only aired on the WWE.com and their social media as he was leaving the arena on Monday. No, I know he t he finally got his braces off, and he's happy that he can eat an apple. <laughs> oh, that I didn't hear, yeah. but I'm glad. I'm glad we're both helping each other out with the uh, Claudio <laughs> Cesaro info. So he was leaving in like a huff. Again, I don't know if it aired on Raw. They didn't see Rob, but I know it was all over social media come like Tuesday and Wednesday. He was like leaving a huff, and one of the, I, I can't even tell him apart, one of the backstage announcers oh, yeah, was going, I, I Cesaro, the girls going the guys. in such a hurry, such a hurry, because they got to go to the airport. He's like, for what? He goes, I'm headed off to Cardiff, Wales, because I heard this Saturday there's going to be a big, big show on the WWE Network, and I'm coming to put on some ha a hands-on experience. So Ooh. Cesaro is, so, I, I'm like, oh man, he's going to be on the NXT yeah, He's not announced for it, but that, that'd be kind of cool. But here's something, you know who else is in NXT UK? Chris Hero. Well, Cash well, Sono. Well, literally, as soon as as soon as that was announced, they put it on Twitter. All of these people were re retweeting. By people, I mean people that are NXT UK. The first person that retweeted was Walter. Okay. Said, Absolutely. Walter versus Claudio. Yes, I'll take that. 
and then he was just like, yeah, come for the hands-on experience, I'll put the belt up. Then it was all these tag teams, or all these guys that are single, saying, hey, why don't you get your hero of a tag partner? No. Why don't you go to the NXT and get your old tag partner, me, me and this person, me. There's like four or five guys that champ that were basically, they're all WWE UK guys. Now, I know sometimes they have them say, hey, go, go on, this is what's going to happen, go on Twitter and retweet this. But like I said, there's four or five people that were saying, there's probably a dozen UK people that were like, yeah, come on, Cesaro, come on, Cesaro. Obviously, the most notable being Walter, but then it was like, bring in your other guy, bring in the hero, bring in Cassius Owen. I was like, if they're going to reunite the Kings of Wrestling and put him in NXT. I mean, why not? They're both doing basically nothing. So, why not? <laughs> Can you imagine the first match on NXT TV or NXT when NXT goes live, goes head-to-head? In uh, on October second, his birthday. Uh, the first match after that NXT show being the Kings of Wrestling and Mustache Mountain. I know that'd be awesome. Yeah, and uh, that'd be cool that they even call them the Kings of Wrestling. They might not, but hey, they might. You know what I think they should do? Just take that because nobody, like, everyone I talk to, it's like, hey, you're gonna watch NXT UK? And like, I don't even know what's happening. I couldn't tell you what's on the card until I looked yesterday. I didn't know. I knew one match. Put them all together. Just especially now that NXT is gonna be USA. Take the UK, put 205, put them all in one roster. There you go. And that's that's an yeah. awesome show right there. That's a loaded roster. Maybe I think but then there might be too there too many belts because I think they. Have well, well, I would get rid of some. Yeah, I would I would get rid of the UK belts and then maybe maybe make another like a, uh, a make a TV title. There you go. So that way you'd have the North American and the NXT proper and a TV title and then tag titles and one girl belt. We can just make them all world. Make them all world titles. <laughs> now it's a world title because the UK uh, guys are coming over. Okay, yeah, you can like unify them. Yeah. So that would be something. Um, now, also, I did. Go ahead. I was gonna say this, uh, uh, kind of jumping around here because you said something about moving. The G1 next year is gonna be in uh, the fall because the Japanese Olympics is gonna be during the summer, so it's gonna start in October, I think. Oh, that late? I yeah. thought it was gonna be or September, October. It's it's moved back like a full month, I think. Yeah, I did see that, and it's just like, wow, that's like the perfect storm. Like, when, I don't know the last time that Tokyo hosted the uh, the Summer Olympics. I mean, yeah, I said a lot of the buildings will be booked. Kid, but it's like, well, I mean, what, what can you do? It's the Olympics. Yeah. You kind of held off the mercy there. So yeah, the and it's only every couple of years, so. I'm, I'm not upset, but I'm like, wow, we've got to be at New York Comic Con, and then G1 will be happening. <laughs> to the G1 New York City. Do yeah, here we go. Yeah, so, yep, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to write that down. Yeah, I did read that uh, a day or two ago, so. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. You know, what can you do with the Olympics? No big deal. Supposedly, the NXT show, the NXT proper show from last week, Wednesday, was there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened. I kind of caught clips. They did set up Shayna Baszler's next opponent. We were kind of figuring what they were going to do since Dio turned heel. Did you see what they what they did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley came out and challenged her. I like that yeah. matchup. Yeah, that should be when she's a she's a metalhead. So yeah, kind of, and uh, she was from and NXT. Shayna Baszler wears Slayer shirts. Yeah, so people for say. And uh, Ray <laughs> Ripley was in the UK, so that just just combine them. You know, you need the people, especially when they're two hours on TV. Like I was saying to my friend, like, like you can't do the training matches anymore, or like guys that are just starting because like let's say you put two guys that are fairly new to NXT, and maybe they're not even indie guys, are fresh out of the performance center. You put that match on TV, and then AEW's on also, what are people going to watch, you know? Are you going to watch two yeah. new guys, or are you going to watch the Young Bucks wrestle? Eh, you're probably going to watch the Young Bucks, you know? Well, this all kind of depends, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, but I mean, they'll be flipping back and forth, but I'm just saying, like, you, like on the network, you can kind of get away with, uh, 
having guys that aren't so good wrestle, or maybe one guy doing like a job match or something, but on like uh, USA, and probably can't get away with that, especially when AEW is on. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of cool things going on with wrestling and we talk about it all the time. I know we talked about how, I think it was like a week or two ago, we talked about how like Ring of Honor needs to do something. Uh, right now as we speak, and I, I talked about this before we went on the air, I do have the Ring of Honor show from last week where the co-main event of the Briscoes versus the Rock and Roll Express, which I'm excited about. So I may I may be uh, you know doing some live commentary here about an hour, all depends. But I did, the other night I came home and there was really nothing on TV and Amber didn't want to watch anything I had on the DVR. So she was watching something that I had no interest in. So I grabbed the iPad and I was like, ah, you know what, I'm going to go on Honor Club just to, just to see, you know, what old school stuff's there. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to watch the Manhattan Mayhem show from a couple months ago because supposedly this is the only time Ring of Honor is not sold out the Hammerstein Ball. So I just want to see, like, what was so bad about this show. Yeah. Because um, I watched the pay-per-view, some of the TV I watched, and it's nothing, like, really, it's nothing bad. It's all, like, good stuff. It's just, I just don't know what it is. It's like, I'll watch, you know, I figured I'd maybe watch 30, 40 minutes of it. So... First of all, they said that they only sold, I think, 60-70% of the tickets. It looked pretty full to me. So I don't know if they shot it different or if they papered it, like, you know, they're handing out tickets beforehand. They could have. It looked pretty full to me. The show was only two and a half hours long. And part, I got to tell you, it was an awesome show. I mean, it wasn't blow away like G1, but I was like, this was a really, really good show. Yeah, I don't think it was so much the show itself. I think it was kind of the heat and just, uh, you know, people not being too hot at ROH right now. So, I mean, not that the show itself was bad, but there wasn't much going into it that made people want to come. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a really good three-way with... It was supposed to be Taven and Lethal, because Lethal technically never lost the belt because he didn't get pinned in the ladder match. But then Kenny King, if you obviously you remember, won the uh, Honor Rumble at the Garden. So he comes out, he's like, no, I want to be out of the match. So they have a three-way, which, of course, Taven retains. And that match was, was, was fantastic. Um, the bouncers, the bouncers have a cool thing. I guess they turn them face because they come out through the crowd and mm-hmm. they're announced as they're coming out there. You know, they're from like where they hail from is the bar, and they come out with beers and cups. And anybody that has a beer, they like cheers them. Really? So, and then the whole entire crowd chants beer. Like, well, that's something different because they're two bigger guys. Like the Briscoes do. Every, I mean, you, if you watch Ring of Honor tag wrestling in the last six, seven, eight years, there, like everything's been done there. So we got something different. Yeah. So they were in a uh, three-way tag match with uh, uh, Soldiers of Fort- Fortune or Soldiers of Slaughter. Uh, those guys, i I'd never seen before. They were pretty good. And uh, Coast to Coast, who I've seen a couple times. And those guys have really improved. I would love them to have a tag match with those guys. Yeah. That match was really good. Um, let's see. Well, it started the opening match with Crash and Bruce Dragon Lee. It wasn't, and they kept building up that this is a rematch for the Best of Super Juniors. It wasn't as good as the Best of Super Juniors match, but it still was really, really good. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it sounds good. Rush for Dragon Lee, even you know, even though I've seen it, yeah, watch that again. So, um, so that was really good. Like I said, they're giving Rush the big, uh, the big push, and Rush is Dragon Lee's brother. I know I keep getting confused with with I thought. I just thought Rush was uh, was a. Uh... Your Bandito's, or, or his, yeah, I thought he was his brother. No, no, that's what I thought, it was Dragon Lee, because Dragon Lee did the drop kick at the corner. Okay. And, there's, and I used to think that he got that from Shibata, because he spent a lot of time training with Shibata at the dojo, and they, and they put it over in commentary to mix with the Shibata, and uh, Rooster, basically, that's kind of like his finish. He does a drop kick and the, the double knees in the corner. Okay, yeah, like, like he did oh, to Dalton Castle Bandito. at the, <laughs> the yeah, Garden Show. I don't show. know if Bandito's really, I'm sure he's related to somebody, so. Hmm, cool. Well, here's but something. Oh, go ahead, keep going. Finish up, finish up before I change. No, so then they, they had this really good eight-man tag where it was Villain Enterprises, which is obviously Marty. And Flip now. Uh, Flip, Flip Gordon, PCO, Brody King versus uh, Lifeblood, which is PJ Black, Bob Bandito, 
Mark Haskins and uh, Tracy Williams. And that was excellent. But uh, yeah. I the rebounder stuff. I know you know a lot of people crap on it for the booking. I kind of understand why, but the talent and, and the and the ring stuff is still excellent. So yeah, it's just that the, some of the champions questionable, but yeah, there's some good people there. Um, now, now here's something. Do you think? Obviously, AEW wants Flip, and they want Marty. Do you think they want? We'll take Brody King and PCO, and then bring them all together. Mm, I'm not saying no, but we never know. I know when they sign them. I think they sign them to like a two-year deal. That's the thing. They only sign you to like a one or two-year deal. There. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they just don't have the money, or I mean, from what I understand, the uh, Sinclair Broadcasting is worth more worldwide than WWE. Yeah, they have a lot of money, so they could if they wanted to throw the money. But you know, I understand what they I, don't. Yeah, I have heard from a uh, an honorable podcast source that Sinclair, when it comes to wrestling, is very, very, very cheap. Oh, did he mention that to you? <laughs> he mentioned on the podcast. I, I was going to say that. But I don't know. I, 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 was, I, was, I was hitting on the, the name there. Yeah. Uh, I did see this morning that he was actually in the Chicago airport today. So yeah, so I guess he's going to check that show out. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So I know he, he does a lot of writing. Uh, Shane does a lot of writing for, for their website. Yeah, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, he does like write-ups for big matches and stuff. He's got he's got a good head for the business. Every time I listen to their podcast, I just like he points certain things out and I'll always comment on something. We'll say something. We'll just get this big long conversation about certain things that they should put where and booking and you know and what move makes sense and this building up to this and this building up to that. I mean, he's, he's really really smart. So I'm glad that you know. I believe he runs a bar, or owns a bar, or something. But I, I hope he gets paid on something investing because his mind is just way too smart. Oh yeah, definitely. For for, for that plus. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. So let's see what else we got. I was gonna say, did you see the Joker trailer? I did. I did. It looks like it has nothing to do with the comics, but obviously we'll be in New York for Comic Con, but we have nothing to do on one of those days. So I'm excited to go see it because it looks really, really good. But it looks like it has nothing to do with the comics. I think, yeah, I think it looks good. Uh, kind of just like Venom, where it's like I'm not expecting much, but I don't know, don't look bad at all. I I didn't know De Niro was in it. Until yeah, I me either. Trailer. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's you know that they paid some money there to get De Niro in it. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they say his name. I think they call him Arthur. And I was like, what if they do a gimmick? Like they go the whole movie and they don't actually say his name. Every time you, yeah, they say his name, you hear like like a noise or something. You know, like, hey, you know, so burn, and like they never hear his name. Like that'd be kind of cool if they did that. Like me too, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, that's what I'm hoping. But I think they did call him Arthur, but they never say last name. I'm okay with that, but he, he got the laugh down, and he kind of looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, they, they even said it's not connected to Wonder Woman or Aquaman or Shazam or anything, so, hey, whatever. Just enjoy it for what it is, you know? Now, if it was connected and it was totally different, then I can see complaining, but... I think just I think it's just a one-off, so... Yeah. Who cares, you know? But yeah, it comes out the, uh, I guess the Thursday of Comic-Con, so the, the 5th, the 4th? 4th or 5th of October. Yeah, it should be... Should we stop? Well, while we're in the, the comic top, sir, do you, uh, is there any news, any fancy news well, or anything? Well, there was the back news back. right after our podcast last week that Marvel announced the She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel shows coming to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I believe I text you like an hour and a half went by, and I was like, God, I wonder where Heather is. And then you're like, oh, I was at the gym. And I was like, literally about an hour after we got off the podcast, you were to the gym, John Moxley announced he's out of Dr. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Omega. And then like Staff 10 minutes infection. later, all three of those things were announced, and I was like, and I texted him, did you hear read about a Moxley? Like an hour and a half ago, like I just got out of the gym, no, what? I'm not even explaining, just go on social media for like 10 minutes, where do you see all the crazy stuff that's happening? 
Yeah, it was, it was like Moxley's hurt, Pox in. They announced that. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a good match. This champ for Moxley. But he didn't say he'll be back for uh, the, the TV show. He'll be good to go for that. And I think may, maybe he'll be at the pay-per-view. Even if he t- t- just does like a run-in and like hits him and punches him or something. Just yeah, something. I'm sure he'll probably be signing autographs to Starcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's going to show up or something. Yeah, why, why Why not? Even if he just cuts a promo. I mean, it doesn't you know, yeah. take a toll on your body to cut a promo. But yeah, then they announced yeah, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and uh, Miss Marvel. I'm like, wow. But the only thing they, they didn't say if they're live-action or cartoon yet. Like, some spite no, sites are speculating, I, but some didn't. There's no official word from Disney. I'm pretty sure it's live-action. They didn't notice that they said they were looking for... Uh, they were going to... The guy that was Thunderbolt Ross yeah. in the MCU, like Hulk movie. That they're thinking about making him Red Hulk. Yeah, well, so not unless they're just using the voice. Well, they, yeah, that they, you never know. They did, yeah, they did say that Red Hulk is going to be in She-Hulk. I'm like, well, that's that's a lot of CGI, both for She-Hulk and Red Hulk. So, I mean, maybe they are. Who knows? Because you got to think, Wanda and Vision's live action, Winter Soldier's live action, Falcon's live action. So, you know, maybe they you will. Are fully, you are fully aware that the last. Uh, three last, last four Marvel movies made a total of like six billion dollars. Yeah, right? they have the so money. If they, sure okay. if they want to spend it, but yeah, I, it, it all depends how much they're throwing in. Like, how seriously are they taking these shows? And I would assume they're all connected. You know, I mean, connected yeah. to the Marvel MCU proper. Well, they showed at the D was it D three or D two, whatever it was. They did they did pull them up and they were on the Marvel timeline. Oh wow, they had they actually had the new Marvel timeline. Then that's cool. With the Black Panther two. Oh yeah, which is twenty twenty two, I believe. I have it right here, yeah. actually. Yeah, so Phase 4 is going to be two years, 2020 and 2021. Yeah, how about that? But they are, they're doing a lot because of the, well, the Disney Plus app, which if you have Hulu, you can pay an extra 7 bucks, and then you get that, too. So I might do that because now, now the shows are stacked. Yeah, from what I understand, they're doing the same thing with ESPN Plus because Disney owns ESPN Plus, but I think you get ESPN Plus and uh, the, the Disney thing, I think it was like 12 bucks or something. Hmm. Yeah, that ain't bad at all. If I forget what it is, like there's there's regular Hulu, I believe is ten ninety nine, and then if you pay twelve ninety nine, you get without commercials, which I do because I, I don't want to watch commercials. So they're saying that uh, Disney Plus is gonna be an extra seven ninety nine or six ninety nine, and I guess you, if you if you have the non commercial one or commercial one, you just add six or seven dollars on, and then you get the ESPN oh. too. So I'm like, well, that's that's worth it. I mean, right there, that's better than cable for a lot of people. Yeah, totally worth it. But I know you're a big She-Hulk fan. Who would you like to see play uh, Jennifer Walters? It, I know you're the biggest She-Hulk fan I know. So <laughs> any actress you have in mind? Well, some. I do have almost every issue. I need a few issues from the 90s when I have all of them from when she debuted in 1980. But uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, do you get two Do you get two actors? Like, do you get one to be Jim Walters and then one to be She-Hulk? Kind of like back in the day with Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk and what's his name is uh, Bruce Banner? Or Bill is Bexley? she just... Yeah. Or is she always She-Hulk? Because... Usually she's always She-Hulk, and then my one friend said, "What about Gina Carano?" I was like, "That's a good one." Yeah, she was actually in the first Deadpool movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was one of the bad guys. So I was like, "That's a good one." And I was trying to think who else, and I don't really. Man, if Lucy Lawless was young, like Xena, that'd be perfect, and she would have been Wonder Woman too. But uh, I, I was trying to rack my brain. I don't really know anyone offhand. Gina Carano. I don't know any like actresses that are like kind of bigger. Because like She-Hulk, I mean, they could do movie magic, but she has to be like tower of her, everyone you know she gotta be like six, at least six five no you can't just be hey here's she hulk and she's five <laughs> ten now, now she's what bruce banner's cousin right yeah yeah she's the cousin and then she needs a blood transfusion and bruce banner's like oh well, she's dying after a car accident and he gives her the blood transfusion but because his blood is all radiated with gamma she gets hulk powers too think that they have Ruffalo come in for like an episode or a half an episode. I would say yes. 
And, but first they'll do the whole, you know my cousin, you know? And they'll, they'll tease that. Maybe he's even in the first one. Maybe they'll do the origin and then... I mean, I would say it's easier to get him than to bring in uh, you know, Robert Downey. Obviously, he's not coming. But, you know, I mean, money-wise, it's easier to get a Mark Ruffalo than Robert Downey. So, I can totally see that. Now, here's another thing. You do a lawyer scene with Jennifer Walters versus Matt Murray. Ooh. I, if, if they can... Why not? That should be like the last episode, like the last uh, the build up. Like whoever's getting, she's has some big case, and then he find he's the uh, the other attorney. That'd be awesome. Can they get the Netflix actors? Do you know? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember reading something like there was a kind of like a when you get released from WWE, you have that that ninety day no complete cause. There's something <laughs> like that with the with the Netflix shows. But I'm sure if Marvel really wanted to and Disney wanted to, they could uh, throw some money and get around that. Now, I know a lot of those Netflix shows will not make their way to Disney Plus in the near or further future because they said they want to, they don't want any R-rated shows. So I, you're not going to see Jessica Jones because there's a lot of crazy violence. Yeah, and sex. Uh, you won't see Luke Cage. You may see, I don't know, the Daredevil stuff pretty violent too. Yeah. So. But uh, I know what they said about my Hulu might possibly be interested, which is kind of like, okay, it's not Disney, but it's, you know, it's the same house. So, hey, if they're on Hulu, why not? Yeah, you have so there you go. Yeah, who would you what? say for, for She-Hulk? Like, what would you cast? You got any idea or just... You know what, I don't want... Other than the comic book movies, I don't watch a lot of movies. Me, like, same I, here. I, I really don't. I don't know who really anybody is. The Gina Carano one's a good one. And the main reason why I know her is because she was like... The, she was Ronda Rousey before Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She was like the first kind of breakout female star. So, yeah, I don't know. That That's a tough one. But let me ask you this as far as, as, far as She-Hulk goes. What's the best friend? Is it Peter Davis? Well, he was. It was. Uh, it started with well, who was who was the first? Well, well, Stan wrote the first issue, and I forget who wrote like the classic ones. But then John Byrne had like probably the most. So John Byrne had the best run. Yeah, he did like one th- when she came back in like the late '80s. He did like one through twelve, and then he left for a while, but then he came back. And then there was a couple of on off here and there. And then uh, Charles Soule had a gr- the great run where the art wasn't so hot, but the the run the story was really good. And that was like four years ago. Didn't Dan Slott have a... Oh, yeah, no, Dan Slott, yeah, yeah. He was from, like, 2000 to, like... It went for, like, I think 60 or 70 issues, and Dan Slott wrote the whole shebang. So I guess you would say really? Dan Slott, yeah. Dan Slott or uh, uh, John Byrne. That would probably, probably be the... Who are, a lot of people say John Byrne the best, because, like, She-Hulk was uh, Deadpool before Deadpool. She would talk to the, uh, to the readers and everything, and she would insult... Uh, Whoever was hot at the time, like John Byrne makes fun of himself. He's making fun of Jim Lee and Ralph Liefeld and stuff. So it's pretty cool that she was like, oh, ser-. she's like, oh, I'm wearing a swimsuit. Yeah, you would put me in a swimsuit, wouldn't you, Byrne? And it's like, so it, it was a very funny book. So I, I wonder if the show is going to be like, is going to be more serious, is going to be more goofy. I don't know. Well, that, you know, everyone keeps telling me that Peter David has the ultimate. Right on there. You're saying no, no, because Peter David wrote regular Hulk for years and years, but I'm pretty sure he might have came on maybe after Burn left. Maybe yeah, he maybe, did. I'm, maybe I'm thinking of regular. Yeah, Hulk. he did write regular Hulk for like I for like ten years or something like that. Maybe that's insane. what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, never mind. Then. I'm sure in that time he wrote She Hulk. I'm sure she gets spirit on an issue or two. Yeah, but no. Okay, so yeah, that's what he had Hulk. But I'm excited for that. Miss Marvel, which is going to be Kamal Khan, obviously that should be pretty good. And then uh, Moon Knight. I'm, I'm excited for Moon Knight. The, the only Moon Knight run I ever read was the one by uh, I forget who wrote it, but David Finch did all the art, and I was like 2004, five, maybe even six around there somewhere. And it, it was a real strong run when it started, but then it kind of trailed off and I fell off. 
You know how, per, per uh, Joe and Cloud over in Longbox Heroes, you know how Moon Knight got his powers, right? No, I didn't. Did he get bitten by a radioactive moon? <laughs> yeah, they said, yeah, that's what they said. He gets bitten by a radioactive moon. And on their podcast a couple of weeks ago, shout out to those guys. Those guys are great. Or, or was he a moon like, that got bitten by a radioactive night, like uh, no, Spider Ham? They, they said, when they announced it, they said, well, you know, it, it's, from, what, from what Joe was saying, is, is they're going to start t- teaching it in school. It's going to be common knowledge in high schools around the world that Moon Knight got his powers by getting bit by a radioactive moon. <laughs> Radioactive moons are somewhere over uh, Chernobyl in Russia. So speaking of uh, Disney Plus and DJ, let's kind of switch gears just a little bit. Uh, Mandalorian trailer, Star Wars trailer for uh, the second one for Episode Nine. Have you seen any of this? I've seen the Star Wars trailer with Ray and her uh, double bladed lightsaber. Well, it looks like two blades, and then she like flings it around. And it's like, ooh, she got the double bladed one. And she looks healed. She yeah, she like does. I, I don't think she's gonna go heal in the movie. I think maybe that's like a. Like, she's turning, but then she gets saved or something. Or maybe it's a dream sequence, you know. But uh, I like that she has the double-bladed lightsaber, which makes sense because she had the staff for the other two movies. Yeah. Well, yeah, didn't, didn't the... At episode 8, when they're when him and her and Kylo Ren are fighting back-to-back after kill Snoke, don't they crack the... Does the lightsaber get cracked in half? Yeah, So, yeah. like, doesn't... Maybe she forms the two crystals? I don't know. Yeah, I would say I she... And then they, they hint at the other one where it says something, and maybe even Luke tells her about building her own lightsaber. And it's like, oh, they're a little... You know, dig there. So I would say she builds the double bladed one, and that's what she has in uh, episode nine. Yeah, it looks excellent. Let me try. I'll see I'm it. Like I don't have to even see anything. I'll go see it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's Star Wars. I don't care. I'm excited for the Mandalorian. Uh, oh, I want to understand that Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor is coming back as Obi Wan Kenobi, and it's set eight years after uh, Sith. So okay. You're gonna get some like you're gonna get some like uh, kid Luke stuff in there. I'm assuming, like where mm. he's kind of like watching over. You know, at, on the farm. Now, I wonder if you'll get a little Samuel in there, because he would still be alive at that point. Right? No, he got oh, killed at the oh, end, he died end of the for, three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's after, yeah. Out of the window. That was the big heel turn. That's when he officially turned the heel. Yeah. Well, they never actually, like Samuel said, they, you never actually see him die. You yeah. just, well, they, it just they assumed. Never show, yeah, they never show Anakin killing all the kids either. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the younglings. I like that meme. They're killing. He's killing some yinglings. He's holding the yingling. That's so good. (laughs) That's a great meme. But no, Star Wars stuff is looks really good. It's just like it's always happens. Come at the end of Comic Con, right around Comic Con, the next month or so, I'm gonna be in the big comic book thing. I'm gonna see all the Star Wars stuff coming, and then Episode Nine comes out right around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking because I think first week in November, Frozen Two comes out, and then like five or six weeks later. Episode nine comes out, so you're looking what three billion dollars? Frozen will do probably a little over a billion, and I think that episode nine will be oh, close to two billion. Yeah, so it's I, really I'm thinking they'll get, they get three billion dollars off that after they just made close to four. No, uh, well, uh, probably co- close to five billion on Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, and Avengers. So you're looking at maybe a six billion, and I don't know what else they had. But you're looking at like six, like six and a half billion dollars. That Disney's gonna make just on their movies alone. Yeah, the, the, off the movies, and that's not talking merchandise and DVD, Blu-ray sales, and all that other stuff. And and the expensive theme park. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're doing all right. It'll be it'll be a okay. So yeah, exciting things. Star Wars stuff looks really really good. You know, you know I where do you contemplate on what's doing what and this or that? Just like it's at a point where it's just like I don't know, I can't figure it out. You know. Uh, I think uh, my only thing is and I said this right after episode 8 happened I think Luke is because Luke is supposed to be the most powerful Jedi ever I think he's going to be the only one to figure out how to go back from being a force force ghost 
to being alive. Yeah. Like by the end of episode nine, he's going to be fully alive because he would figure he'll be so deep in the force that not even Yoda or his father figured out how to go back from the death realm into the live realm. Yeah, I, I definitely see. Even if it's the at the very very end, and then Ray was with somebody, and then they're like, "Oh, well, you're not done training yet." And then she goes in the cave, and there's Luke, and he's alive and, alive yeah, and well. So, it'll be something, something like that. But then you have you'll have all the. Diehard Star Wars people like that's not a Force Father. We don't know all the Force Powers. Remember yeah. that guy's like, can I can I break it to you? The other stuff's not real. Like yeah. People, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not real. There's not a book somewhere. This is the Star Wars rules you have to follow. You know, they can do whatever they want. You know, like Kevin Smith says about the first Superman movie, like it's so good. People complain because at the end, when Lois gets killed, I'm talking about like the the Donner. No, oh, okay, yeah, and Superman flies around the world, which I don't really like. But I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Superman flies around the world to, to go back in time. time. Like, and every, it was a lot of people who were telling me when I was in high school and film school, like, that's terrible. Superman can't do that. Like, you realize it's not real. None of the he can't do any of this stuff. Yeah, he can't yeah. fly. He can't, like, none of this stuff isn't real. It's, it, it's what you make of it. I think people, and we talk about it all the time, people just need to relax and just enjoy it. And I'm going to thoroughly enjoy episode nine. I will be there for the first showing the day that comes out, and I'm sure I will absolutely love it. I get, I, you know, unless they really make a bad movie, I, I, I can't see not liking it. Unless it comes out and it's a Phantom Menace, which I'm like, this is okay. They'll trim some of this off. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll be good. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Hi, right, Carter, do you want to get into what we read from this past week? Well, yeah, it would be very easy for me because I didn't pick up my book, so I didn't really read anything. I'm still on books from uh, <laughs> two or three weeks ago, so I'm so behind. But I did read uh, Wonder Woman Come Back to Me, the one that's the Walmart collection by Jimmy Paul Maiotti and... Uh, I think it's Man Yeah, yeah. I think they both write it, and someone else does the art. The art is really good, but it's case right now. I don't have it written down. Uh, but it's pretty cool. It's a very old school comic. But uh, Steve Trevor gets lost in the Bermuda Triangle, and then Wonder Woman and Ed Candy have to go find him, and then they get sucked in the Bermuda Triangle. So I'm like, this is pretty cool. So I, I, read, I read that, and I've been catching up on back issues of Wonder Woman, and what else did I catch up on? Some some other books that I didn't write them down. So these like three four weeks old. People want to hear about it, but I didn't get anything from this week. I know Maximum or Maximum Carnage, Absolute Carnage two came out, and I didn't get to read that yet because I'm already gonna go my shop next week. Well, so this will I all be you. I'll, I'll I'll get some comic news maybe. <laughs> but okay, well I'll, I'll go through. Go ahead. I, I, I had twenty two books on my pull list in this past week. Woo! Now when I came back from the Oh, yeah, that's what you missed. I comic shop on Monday and I only had eight. I'm like, okay, so then I pulled up the list on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I stopped counting after 15. I'm like, oh my God. So <laughs> Time to cut, eh? Yeah, so it's like, uh, I was like, well, I was like, next week will be a short week because there's no way it can be a big week because literally every book on my pull list came up this past week. Ooh, so, yeah. I, uh, so what did happen with the blessing in disguise as soon as I walked in the comic shop, a box came damaged with a lot of comics. So I didn't get Wonder Woman. Okay. came in damage. I didn't get Thor, which I was really looking forward to because I believe that is the end of the regular Thor. And then Jason Aaron's like, I'm doing a six-day mini on King Thor. Thor. That's, yeah. that's going to be the end of it. So this is supposed to be the last one. So I was like, huh. So I was a little, I got, I actually did get a little upset about that. Like, I really wanted to read that. And I did not get House of X. I oh. tell my comic guy, I said, is this damaged or am I getting short again? He said, no, 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 you're fine. Now I did read the last three House and Power of the X issue because they had them in my in my uh, bag and they the that uh, uh, number two of House of X the uh, more McTaggart yeah one, wasn't that really it was, good it was, a, it was a second printing so I was like ah no big deal I'm sure I'll get it at the con you know at the con like ten bucks oh yeah yeah so 
But I'm not going to spoil them. the Xbox. They do. I did read the back to back to back. That all really tie in, and a lot of it has to do with like the stop the backbone of the Warrior Mercagra thing. And it does look like that they're going to that Jason Aaron's going to be giving Mr. Sinister a huge heel push, which I have. I I'm a big fan of Mr. Sinister. I think he gets out of all the X Men villains. I think he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So okay, uh, from two weeks ago, Daredevil B plus. Uh, nothing really happens. Just Daredevil just beats up a whole bunch of, or breaks up a cop fight that happens between the bad cops and the good cops. And then Electra shows up saying that she needs Matt's help. So uh, that so it looks like Chip the Darcy is going to get a crack at uh, Matt and Electra. So no problem with that. Batman, back on. We're back on track, sir. This was a solid A. Ooh, nice. Bane, yep. Did you? Are you reading Batman? Yes. I, so I should not spoil this for you. I know I actually listened to podcasts and I heard about it. So go ahead, spoil yeah. away. Spoilers here, people. Well, I noticed that like two days after the book came out, I was still on vacation. That the book was going for like fifteen or twenty dollars on eBay. So like, oh, it must be a hot book, but I got it. And this is Batman seventy seven. Well, not Batman, yes. not the not the show. The Batman <laughs> issue seventy seven. That's Batman sixty six and one. Oh yeah, okay. seventy seven. <laughs> but I get it. breaks Alfred next as Flashpoint uh, Batman takes Damien hostage. And from a lot of people I've been listening to, they think that this whole entire thing with Flashpoint Batman is all the Psycho Pirate. And I was like, well, because the Psycho Pirate got the big push at the end of Tom King's uh, Heroes in Crisis. So I'm like, that would make sense. And the Psycho Pirate will be on TV prominently in these next uh, in these next few months when they Infinite do Crisis, Crisis or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I'm like, that makes sense. Because I'm like, wait, well, how did we get here? There's something I'm missing. A lot of people think that the Psycho Pirate's involved. So I have no problem with that. Yeah, and, and, and plus, you know, the Lazarus Pit exists. So, you know. Someone can come back. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that, sir. So we'll see where it's going. But I'm, 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 I'm really excited. It seemed like some of this stuff, this stuff was kind of uh, hit or miss yeah, over think, the last like two or three months. I think Tom I King's think. gonna come out with a bang here. Well, we'll go out with a bang here. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, absolute con. Speaking of a bang, A plus. I know you're not reading. I know you're getting this, so I'm not going to. A lot of the stuff I'm not going to spoil. I'm just going to do generalizations. All right. Uh, a plus. A plus. This yeah. is the scene for Carnage versus the Red slash Green Goblin. Uh, there's like two panels where it's like, uh oh. And is this the final fate of Miles Morales? Mm. He never um, encountered any symbiotes, to the best of my knowledge. No, that's that's what you're going to get here. I'm like, oh, Donny Cates, just when you think that you've read it all in comics, boom. And then they did have Apple Carnage, Miles Morales. Now Lily gets Miles Morales. So I got this for her when we were talking about it. She was like, yeah, Dad, this happens. It's kind of going back and forth. It's basically a DVD extra. From what she uh, she told me, what happened oh, cool. to Miles Morales? Which is like kind of like when the Green Lantern uh, Blackest Night and they had like the all the tie-in books. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to hear yeah. more about the Black Lantern? Just read this book. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, she enjoyed it, so that that's. The now here's something. Uh, I, I say this because no it's big spoilers, but the Spider Gwen series is ending, and then it's going to be relaunched as Ghost Spider. Just go like right now, it's Spider Gwen Ghost Spider. So now it's going to be just Ghost Spider, but she's in the Marvel universe, like the proper Marvel universe. Is she inserted through the Absolute Carnage? Do you think? Hmm. I say yes, please. No, that's the, that's the big book. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yes that's as well. That's a hot book. Um, let's see. Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know. These last couple issues have just been bees for me. Uh, Nick Spencer really crushed it before, but it's just basically Spider-Man teams up with uh, Boomerang, and he fight, they fights the female Sinister Six, and then you get a Kingpin uh, basically running as well, which I thought was cool. But it, it seemed like... But the female Sinister Six, it was just kind of like a ha 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 joke that kind of like disappears. 
Superior Foes of Spider-Man stuff was. So it's like to me, it was it's just a B. Oh, okay. Not gonna drop it though. I mean, I obviously love Spider-Man and, and what he did for the first, you know, 15 issues. I thought was excellent. Speaking of excellent, Avengers, solid A. Mm. A race for life and death between Johnny Blaze and uh, Reyes. Uh, plus, there is a shocking end at the finish, mm. which seems like that happens like every other Avengers. Yeah, game. yeah, and it gets like it gives that uh, what they call it, the cliffhanger. Like, oh, I gotta read the next issue now. Yeah. So they. Yeah. So the, so again, I will not spoil that for you. But when you do read it, let me know. Captain America beat Plus. There's really not much that happens to it, but it was just a fun, fun book. Uh, it's basically a team up with uh, Cap Captain America, Sharon Carter, and the White Tiger. They basically just go around beating up a whole bunch of like sea level security guys. And it doesn't sound, but it it doesn't sound fun. But it was fun. Just them like beating every beating them up and having like big conversations. So I that was fun. Speaking of fun. About a year ago, I would always champion, you know, the book that book that kind of slid under the DC radar was the Flash book, because everyone mm -hmm. would be talking about Detective and uh, and Superman in action because of uh, Bendis was on it, and then the, the Flash kind of just slid, slid in, and you started reading the Flash. Doc, Mark Wade's Doctor Strange book is that side for Marvel for me. Okay. Now, obviously, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with Galactus and Clea and Mephisto. This book has nothing to do with any of it. I got like two pages in, I'm like, this, has, this doesn't have anything to do with the main story. But this was a fun, if you want to know like what Mark Waid is doing with Doctor Strange, just read this book, it's a one-off. And nothing to do with the current story, still gave it an A+. Uh, a random demon finds their way into America, and Doctor Strange pinpoints it to this random house in Kansas. So he's got to basically go to all the bathrooms, all the toilets, all, anything that has an opening. Uh, the washer, the dryer, the ice maker. He's got to go everywhere and try to like seal up all these exits, uh, all these entrances, so there's no way for this random demon to come in. <laughs> and as he's leaving, the the, the parents of the house are like, you left our house a mess. He goes, but did I? And he snapped his fingers. Nope. And they go back to this house, and it's like all redone, you know? So it's just like a fun Doctor Strange book. I That's really cool. enjoy it. Yeah, Mark Wade is, is, is Mark Wade. Action Comics. Uh, this is really good. Uh, I gave this one an A. This is one of the better action, com action comics that uh, Bendis has written in a while. You get the, a big fight between the Red Cloud and Thorn, and Naomi from uh, Bendis' other world in DC makes her debut in a super suit, basically saying she's here to help Superman. So I'm like, oh man, I wonder where they're going with that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Detective, Detective Comics, this is one of the worst issues. This is just the B minus. It's basically just a dead shot uh, origin story. And but at the very end they have Victor they show Victor Freeze with Nora and his wife. Basically saying that he's gonna unfreeze her soon once he finds the cure and that the two of them are gonna team up. So see where that goes. Kind of just like a one off issue. Uh, Flash, speaking of which, uh, A minus, lots of black flash. We like the Grant Morrison's black flash or understand what the black flash does, which basically he anybody that goes back in time, basically like the police He's basically attacking the whole entire Flash team, and plus you get a whole bunch of King Shark for no reason. Mm. But, it's King, but it's King Shark. Yeah. I love King Shark. Like, they could have left him out of this book and build more Black Flash. I'm like, yeah, I'll take six or seven panels of King Shark. Why not? Um, Marvel One Thousand. Yeah, the big book. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's ten bucks, right? Nine ninety nine. Like I was telling you, I was going to get a blank. And I was going to get uh, just a regular cover, but I saw nine ninety nine, and I saw it twenty two books this week. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, like, I think oh, I'm just gonna go with one cover too when I pick mine up. <laughs> I figured I'll just get the blank, just like what I'm doing with Detective Comics. Obviously, you have a, a little, probably about a hundred different creators on this book. I'm gonna try to get as many uh, signatures on the blank cover for Detective. Yeah, because everybody, who's anybody, is in this book <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Al Ewing 
probably writes 14 to 15 stories. Oh, wow. So what happens is every year since Marvel Comics started is a one-page story. And then they tell you, like, for, like, the first year, it was, like, the debut of uh, Night Mask, which I thought that that uh, Jim Hammond, the first Human Torch, was the first Marvel superhero, but he wasn't. It no. was the uh, it was Night Mask, so... They, no. they basically tell you in the corner of like Which, this is what happened this year. But, I believe that's when they did the, uh, the uh, somewhere in the eighties they created a bunch of heroes as like an Elseworlds like a like a different line. It was like Night Mask, Star Brand, or like DP Seven, a bunch of like weird ones where they try to market mar- market it as a like an alternate universe, and then they kind of just absorbed them all into Marvel Comics. Then. Ah, I did not. I did not know that. But I forget. I think I it's called not- New Era or something. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I did not full disclose their partner. I did not read every single one. Now that I think there's something like seventy stories in it because it's like one story for each year. Yeah, it's like almost uh, like a little trade. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I would like see the team that was on it, and it would be about like some random character that I have no interest with. I'm like, all right, I'm skipping this page. Yeah, because there's I'm all there's all yeah. kinds of characters and like Sleepwalker and stuff like that, and New Warriors, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah, stuff that I don't care about. But like, Walt Simonson did an Avengers story for uh, when the Avengers first came out. Uh, are, now, are you going, going to get this? Because I don't want to. The last four or five pages basically sets up what they're going to do with the what the what the Marvel comic universe. Yeah, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick probably the main cover. I think. Okay, I will not spoil whatever, but it's fun. It's a fun read. I probably give it. I give it a solid A. It's oh, a fun nice. read. You get your money's worth, but like I said, the last five or six pages, which which I believe was written by Al Ewing, basically sets up what they're going to do. I was like, oh man. So I'm not. I haven't written here, but basically, uh, an Avengers uh, villain that was very big during the Prez era makes a return. I would not. I and I would be. I wouldn't be shocked to see this guy in the next ten years in the MCU. Wow. Which is, I think he's a very cool, complex character. So I'm not going to say you know who, who it is. You might be able to figure it out. But not. But that's not only the. But then something else. Pretty big it's it's definitely well, Proctor from the uh, the nineties uh, leather jacket Avengers era. Damn it, you got it. No, uh, <laughs> so but no, it's really good. And then as I was getting towards the end, I'm like, you know what? I, I was I was like, they don't have anything with Stan, Jack, or Ditko here. You figure they would at least throw something. Yeah, because it's all these creators. And then you get to the very, very. You may have seen it pop up on social media. You get to the very end, and it says in, mem- in memorandum, and has all the heroes basically like surrounded like a graveyard site. It has everybody that's ever done anything, pretty much in Marvel. There's got to be like sixty or seventy names that passed. And then they have in big letters the first name Jack Kirby, in the middle big letters Stanley, and in big letters on the right Steve Ditko. I'm like, I'm glad Ditko got you know top billing on that too as well. With yeah, Stan and Jack. yeah, that's awesome. So I was like, oh, just when I was like in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a B plus, just because there's nothing with Santa Jack in here. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is pretty cool. So yeah. So I won't ruin the the, uh, the finish for you again. Okay, cool. Kind of, you can kind of skip through it, and then once you get toward, you'll see. Yeah, you're getting to like 2017, 2018. The newer characters so I, come like Miss yeah. Marvel, Wolcomon Con, and you know, and Spider Gwen. Yeah. yeah, it starts to build. You you get the gist of it. So now again, a lot of books were A's. Avengers, Absolute Carnage, Action Comics, Flash. Now, now here's one. Doctor- Unless you're not done yet, I was gonna say, did you get the Batman Superman? 
I did not. You did ask me, but I did get a they, my cop my shop did have a blank cover. I'm like, I will get it just for the blank cover, oh, nice. and I will read the issue in it. And you text me. You said, "Did you read it?" I'm like, "No," but I will read it on Friday. I was thinking about Friday, going, and I completely forgot about it. So I <laughs> do have it. I was thinking about going to the local shop and just pick up a cover because there is there's well there's three. There's the blank. Well, there's probably more. There's the blank. And there's one Batman, and there's one Superman. And then uh, in the middle is the Batman who laughs. And like you get both of them, it makes one big picture. So I want to read it because it's uh, Josh Williamson writing Superman Batman. So I definitely want to get that and see yeah, how it is. He's a hot writer. But yeah. I, well, when do you go? When do you go to your shop? I don't. I don't know. I'm probably thinking next week. But I might go down to the local one and just pick up that just that issue, and then whatever one. Like if I buy the Batman one there, I'll buy the Superman cover at my regular shop. We get off this podcast. It's what what one thirty now. I'm leaving for around three thirty. So I will. I will try to. Pop, I will try to read that once we get done with the podcast, just to give you give you a grade on it. Okay. So. Cool. Sounds good. However, no, no. I, I was gonna say, oh, your book. Of the, do your book of the week, and then I'll go back to this. Book of the week, sir. I can't. I can't champion this enough. Uh, the last issue of Spider-Man Life Story. I'm literally writing down notes for this, and I just cross it off, and I put, "I'm buying Andy Header this trade. Uh, I don't want. <laughs> I, I want. I want to get I will, it. I will either buy it for you. Well, thank you. At a show, I will buy it for you. If it, hopefully, because this was. This was. This is the end. So hopefully this is out in the next four weeks so I can buy it for you and give it to you and go to New York. If not, I see you every week or every other week for wrestling. And the only caveat I, I have for you is when you get when I give this to you, I want you to read it and then I want a full review. A full review, nice. Because, because this is this is fantastic. I I read so much comics and watch so much wrestling, have so much stuff going on with regular work, and you're making sure Lily's doing this and Amber not Amber doesn't need help or anything like that. When I read a comic book, I usually enjoy the ride. I once the comic book's over within the next hour or the next day, I forget what I read. I can probably tell you every single thing that happened in every one of these issues of wow. Spider-Man. Life that's Story. a that's a good and, comic then. And did you? Yeah. And, and you, oh, I guess you didn't read it straight through because you got the issues that came out. But that's a good a good sign of a trade when you sit there and you read the whole trade. Like when I was yeah. at the beach and I read eighteen issues of Saga. But anyway. <laughs> I may pick this up in trade, even though I have the single issues, and even though in the next six months, every book will be on Marvel Unlimited. But this was this was just so good. This when I got back into comics hardcore about nine years, eight nine years ago. Black, I would say Jeff Johns. It's Jeff Johns' run, Green Lantern run, that got me, you know, back and back and everything. And obviously, the the backbone for, for that was. Uh, the, you know the Green Lantern, um, Sinestro Core War, and the Blackest Night. Yeah, because it was probably, just like, I, I firing all cylinders there for like white beers. I don't really. I mean, you can if you were to say something, maybe something would pop up in my head. But I read it in trade twice, and then I got the omnibuses, so I probably read it three or four times, and I still don't remember. But I remember what happened in Life Story. This stuff, it's it's so good. Wow. So that, yeah, my one my one friend's getting. He said this is a great book. Are you getting? I was like, no. I was like, I'll probably just get the trade when it's done. Yeah, let me let me buy you. I'm going to buy you trade. That's how 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 good this is. Oh, sounds good. Well, how could I say no to that? <laughs> absolutely. And then and then we'll do a nice little back to back review. But yeah, I, definitely. I'm going. I've talked for a while. I'm going to shut up. You seem to have something to say, good sir. I'm tagging you in with a hot tag. What do you got? Well, well, nothing current. But you know how you said about Night Mask being the original Marvel hero? I didn't know that. But uh, So I was trying to say that when they, this group of comics they put out, it's called The New Universe. And it actually it came out in 1986. And I don't have one friend, and he was real big on it for the time because it was a bunch of crazy new heroes. So I'm just going to read some of these titles. You tell me if you've ever heard of them. Okay, so DP7. You ever heard of that one? No. Okay. I'll just read the DP7 focuses on a group of seven paranormals on the run from a sinister medical facility created to deal with a booming paranormal population. Sounds pretty cool. I've never read it. Here's one, Justice. No, not that one. So I know you've never heard of that. 
Uh, here's a Kicker's Inc. Ever heard of that one? No, that sounds awesome. Though. Yeah, a kick, uh, Kicker's Inc. is a group of heroes for hire, all former pro football players who gain superhuman strength, speed, and invulnerability after this. Uh, so this white event happens, and that gives everyone in the new universe uh, their powers. So it's uh, football players who get powers. Mark Hazard Merck, who is the Punisher. You probably never heard of that one. Basically, it was their Punisher. Night Mask, obviously. Cyforce, another group of paranormals run by the government, uh, a la X-Men. Spitfire and the Troubleshooters. You ever see this one? Now, is this all, is this all Marvel stuff? Yeah, this is all Marvel. Okay. So Marvel owned all this, and it was basically like uh, like a Vertigo line. It was all They all came out as new universe titles, and there was like eight monthly titles, and all these books came out. It's like, these are you know published by Marvel, but they, they're not in the Marvel uh, proper, what, what's the, the 818 or whatever? It's not in their universe. They're in their own universe, like the new universe universe, if that makes any sense. Yeah, the 616 is our universe. Yeah, there's the uh, 818 or something like Eventually, that. Eventually, yeah. all these characters got uh, put in and then they got rid of some. Spitfire and the Troubleshooters, there was this, this big robot and these kids that rode with it. I used to get it in the quarter box. And then Starbrand, which was in uh, the last Avengers big run, not the one currently, but the one before that. And he's basically. Uh, it's like a power from space, and then like, and then uh, the guy gets all kinds of powers. I actually bought all these issues for twenty bucks, and I have uh, all the Starbred issues, and it's okay. But back in the time, they took like guys from the '80s, like Tom DeFalco, Jim Shooter, guys that were Mark Grunwald, and they gave him books. But it was a big flop. <laughs> so I just that's where Nightmask comes from. So I just want to talk about that. And there's probably someone listening like, "Hey, I read comics in the '80s," and everybody else is like, "What are you talking about? Shut up already!" So <laughs> that's the new universe. There it is, folks. Yeah. But uh, that's about uh, it for comics that I have here. Uh, I've seen something. Well, G. Will Wilson leaving Wonder Woman. They didn't really say who's taking They Steve, Steve Orlando. It says incoming series writer. I know he's been writing issues here and there. I think the artist is changing, too. Uh, uh, here we go. Scott Eaton and Wayne Foucher have replaced Jesus Marino as the artist for Wonder Woman 79, but that didn't say ongoing, so who knows there. But it's funny they can't keep someone solid on Wonder Woman. I mean... You think DC has three big books, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Wouldn't you have your best of the best on those three books? Well, you think about Snyder had a huge run. Now Tom King's, you know, first of all, finishing... Well, yeah, Batman usually always gets treated very well. You got Bendis on Superman action. And again, Bendis is one of my five top five all-time favorite writers. It's been kind of a missing movie, but I, I'm, yeah, I'm sticking with it. Uh, you know, so he's, so he's doing both those books. So it's just like Wonder Woman, it's kind of like, you know, back and forth. Yeah. But, that, you know... They'll have yeah, someone do and, uh, a couple issues, and it's like, eh. You know, since they did the new 52, you had Azarello, and that was really good. I like Meredith's fifth run. I know he... Me too. A lot of people didn't, but I did. She's a pretty good writer. Yes. Very good. I mean, then um, G. Will Wilson was good. I mean, the book's always been pretty good, for the most part, but there's no, like, runaway writers on it. Like, what, they put Bendis on Wonder Woman, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. Well, no, Greg Rucka had... Oh, that's right. I mean, recently, yeah. Greg Rucka yeah. was on for years and years. He was on well, from, no, like... For the- if you remember when they rebooted it, it was like oh, that's that's right, ago. yeah. He had a really good run, and I think it was like they were doing it bi-weekly, and I think uh, was it two Wonder Woman books he was writing. Yeah, that go? no, he was doing what it would be like. Okay, so issue one would come out and that'd be nowadays, and then issue two would be back when she was younger. So all the that's even ones were one storyline, and the odds were another, which was hard to follow along. And they did that for the first year, and then I think he he left the book. Or maybe a little bit longer. And what's weird is I bought a trade just to find find out if they would like separate where they put one, three, five. 
No, they don't. They put all 12 issues in the trade. I'm like, oh, this is confusing. So if you have no idea, like, let's say, oh, what's Wonder Woman? I'd like to read that. Like, what is going on here? But then now they now they release the trades where they did put the even issues in one and the odd in the other. Okay, but for this one, they did. That's what the, that's what they did with Hickman's Avengers, New Avengers for his two omnibuses. I'm halfway now. I've read them when they came out single just a couple of years ago. I'm halfway through the first one, but they have it in order that that makes sense to you to read it. So you tell me that's okay. not what they did for the first. Yeah, trade? for the one I got, no. And so if you like, if you had no idea, like I know I was because the reading one came out, but you'd read the one and be like, okay, and then we get the issue two, you'd be like, wait a minute, what? And then you get back to three, and you're like, oh, it's back here. I mean, you would probably figure it out, but it should say, like, right in the beginning. Issues one, two, you know, one, three, five, seven. But it, it doesn't. But then they did, they re-released it as a, uh, whatever, you know, complete editions, and it does have all the odds in one book and the evens in there. Uh, but Rocket, what you call back to your with Wonder Woman, that Rocket, I think it was either 12, I didn't want to say it was 16 or 18 inches, I want to say it was 18. Yeah. And he was fine all cylinders, and all of a sudden he... He left to he, do something with that, uh... Black magic. Yeah, which only, that's that done too. Like yeah, and that was only like I think he got to issue ten, and then he hasn't put out a show in a while of that. And I don't know if he's been doing anything unless he's writing some TV show or movie I or think something. That's what it is. I think he's writing a TV show. He, he must be because he hasn't put out a book in a while. Greg Rucka usually always does something. He, like he had a good run on Punisher, and he was on Wonder Woman years ago, and then he wrote a uh, what's his indie book on Image with the uh, Lazarus. Yes. Yeah, which but that was all right. I read the first trade. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but again, I just I just didn't have the time. Did not have the time. Yeah, definitely. So, any other comic book talk, or you want to? Uh, we'll we'll kind of cut the corner here and go into uh, go into the shows from this past weekend Let's and see. give it around. Yeah, it up we're a little past an hour, so we'll we'll start getting near the wrestling talk here for the big shows this weekend. Well, we don't like to be negative, but me and you have been complaining about this royal quest show, especially his last three matches. Looks like a loaded show. We don't know when we can watch it. I know definitely I can watch at least two hours of it next Saturday on Access TV. But again, just like the Super J Cup, it is not going to live air on New Japan World. Yeah, which is, it just seems dumb because, like, this is a big show. I mean, Okada defending the title against Suzuki, Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre for the British belt, and then uh, Okenta versus uh, Ishii for the Never title. Like, like, oh my god. Like, oh man. Why is that not on New Japan World? Like, you can't pay $25 and watch them fight, but it's like if I get New Japan World and I'm getting Wrestle Kingdom and I got the whole entire G1 for $9.99 a month, I'm not paying $25 extra to watch this Royal Quest show when I can just wait a week or two and it's on New Japan World. You know? No. And I don't, by no means, that I say anybody should be streaming stuff. I think that you should be paying for stuff, but I already paid for New Japan World. So if I find a stream somewhere tomorrow when I get when I get home from uh, my family, well, Amber's family, my family, having a, a Labor Day cookout like they do every year. So when I get home from that, if I can find a stream somewhere, I'm going to watch it. But guess what? I already paid for New Japan World. I paid for Honor Club. I paid for WWE Network. Um, you know, I pay for all that stuff, so yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind paying. Now, when Ring of Honor is their pay per view, they think they're forty bucks. I get it for I think seventeen ninety nine. I'm on Honor Club. I gladly pay that. It's like, this should be part of the New Japan. It, it really should, and so should the Super J Cup. Like a lot of people have been saying, "Hey, I heard Amazing Red vs. Will Osprey is really good, but I have no way to watch it." It's like, no, yeah. Now, if New Japan did. Okay, you pay the nine hundred ninety nine yen. Comes up to eight nine bucks or whatever. So they did that, and they said, "Well, for if you want Wrestle Kingdom." It's forty dollars, but if you have a New Japan World, it's ten or fifteen. They do that for Dominion. Fine, I would do that. I need to see those shows live. Absolutely, no problem. Just like how Ring of Honor does with Honor Club. I yeah. would absolutely do that 
you know, pay extra for it. But it's just like, okay, those three matches look good, but this is, you know, it's not like an annual event. No, it's just like a, a special show for the British people. It's like, I'm not giving you $25. I mean, you just gave me the whole G1. You gave me, what, 19 shows for $10? And the 19 shows are probably much better than the Royal Quest. Nothing against Royal Quest, but come on, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens, especially you know, with, the, with the fight, the fight Yeah. Stuff. Now they did say it will be on the uh, New Japan World eventually, just like the Super J Cup. So but when? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah so. When? When? And by by then, you know, who's gonna watch it? So. Yeah. Then we have NXT UK. I believe that show starts at two o'clock. I know that the main event is Walter and Tyler Bate. And there's so. Tony Storm versus. Kaylee Ray, not smiling Kaylee uh, from uh, IAW. Oh, is that Kaylee Burchill? The, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I think so, I, but I'm I, not I sure. I she was I'm under a, an impact contract. I don't know. It's, it's so tough for to it, It's hard to fall. I mean, you, out of everything that WWE, I think NXT UK really falls on the radar and, and it's kind of like, you know, it just gets missed too much. It's oversaturated. Kind of like 205 Live. I keep hearing about, you know, yeah. things like Chad Gable, Zawa. You know, who really has the time to watch all this wrestling? I mean, yeah. I love wrestling, but I don't have the, enough time to watch, you know, a show every day. You know, two, three hours yeah. every single day. I mean, I guess if you don't have a job, but... I'm, I'm going to bring oh, up the card real quick, just to... Yeah, we'll, go ahead, bring it up. While you bring it up, I just want to say that Matt Fraction Iron Man run, Tony Stark did invent the pill where you can stay up for 24 hours. Oh, well, there we go. Like, we need that. once a day, so... If we can get a hold of that pill, partner, then I tell you what, we would podcast twice a week. Hey. I would go to the gym more, and uh, I'd watch all this wrestling. So. <laughs> yeah, you could go to the gym for uh, four hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, Okay, so I got the card here. I'm, I'm going to kick on Kaylee Ray first, and, uh, and there's no picture. Okay, never mind. I, I think she's 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 not uh, Kaylee Burchill. She's someone else. Here's a picture. Okay, so there's Tony Storm, who's the UK Women's Champion versus Kaylee Ray. You have Walter, who's the the proper champion versus Tyler Bate. I think it was Pete Dunne, but Pete Dunne got hurt. No, and, Pete, uh, Walter beat him at the um, New York show, though. Oh, okay, that's the right. NXT, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think NXT. Pete Dunne is yeah. hurt though, or something. He's he's out of something. Uh, and now for the tag titles, you have Zach Gibson and James Drake. And forgive me, I don't know any of these guys. They're the champions. Defending against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Versus, oh, that's going to be excellent. Versus oh, a team man, of Gallus. Yeah, which is Mark Coffee and Wolfgang. I believe I, I've seen uh, Coffee before. I think I've seen the champs because they wrestled the Lax Takeover. I think it's Joe Coffee, right? No, this is this has Mark Coffee and Wolfgang. Joe Coffee is wrestling Dan Mastiff, which is the big, like, the real wide guy who wrestled uh, Eddie Dennis at the last one. They had like a weapons yes. match. Now, Joe Coffee had a mini, whenever New Japan would go over to the UK, he had a mini feud with Suzuki about two or three years oh, ago. Oh, okay, so yeah. He's the more stout, whiter coffee brother. Yes, okay. And, and then finally, there's Travis Banks versus Noam Dar, and I'll be honest, I have no idea who Travis Banks is at all. Oh, really? You've seen Travis Banks work before, because he's the first one. I'm going to click one. on him. Yo, you've seen no he's, picture. He's the, the, the Kiwi buzz stuff. He's the guy that comes up with the Australian flag. Around his nose, like Eddie Kingston style with the bandana. Okay, let me. You've I'm, seen him. I'm gonna look him, seen up. him before. Yeah, he's he's had a whole bunch. I know. I know. I know you probably. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I see him here. Yeah, he has like a. Yeah, he looks like a like a Wild West cowboy with it. He has the thing like around his I'm nose, like a poncho. It starts at two. It starts at two o'clock. So I'm saying it's gonna be maybe around three hours. Uh, AEW starts what at eight. So if I can start this at five, when I get what time is my cook? I'm looking at right here. Cook goes at one. So hopefully I'll be home by five. I want to watch this whole show now. You sold I, me on this whole show. I mean, if, if, if you if you not have nothing to do, why not watch it? I mean, I'll probably watch. I have nothing to do tomorrow at all. I have no shows or anything, so I'm gonna put this on and like I, 
admittedly don't know many people. Like, well, I know, like, well, the, the, the higher end of the card, I'll say no Walter, I know Tyler Bader, and Tony Storm. The is going to be awesome, partner, I'm telling you. The tag match. Webster is, is terrific. Really? I'm He's really There's, like, good, no yeah. pictures on Wikipedia. And I know Mark Andrews, there's a uh, Mandrews or whatever in uh, TNA, but I, I'm not real familiar with him. I have seen the tag champs wrestle before. And yeah, apparently the... Really no, that's a, that's a solid card. The Dave wow. Mastiff versus uh, Joe Coffey match is some type of, like, Texas deathmatch style where they have to, like, get up for a 10 count or something like that. It doesn't say here, but I've seen that before. So... Okay, that's a solid card. Wow. Wow. And then you have uh, Cesaro and probably Yohiro. Yeah, because only, uh, only five matches. I'm sure they'll probably sneak around one in there for two hours, you know? Oh, I got no problem with what they do with the regular NXT. You can give you trash 20 minutes. Yeah. I got no problem with that. Now, I do I do want to bring this up. Um, I know we're kind of... As a motorcycle guy's wife. Yeah, we'll get to the AEW portion of the show. We'll do the top five, and then we'll go over the, you know, we'll do our predictions. Um, I don't know if you have seen... Um, you you had, had have seen it. Over the last two or three days, CM Punk in a wrestling. Yes, yes. The little thing where he's... Uh, Saying that bump, I just took a bump. That's gonna cost twenty thousand, Conrad. <laughs> it, was, it was a cool little video. Now I have not talked. To, I believe the last time I talked to Punk was the day of WrestleMania twenty nine. So you're talking six years ago. So I probably have not talked to him in six years. He seems just. Let me ask you this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm kind of kind of go over the place. What's the percentage that he comes back? That he now not. Uh, you mean eventually? That he shows up. No, that he shows up. Uh, on some way, shape, or form in Chicago, not only for StarCast, obviously he's doing an autograph session and then he's doing the live mic things uh, Saturday afternoon, but he shows up at the Sears Center in Chicago for either run-in or something on Saturday night. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I would think, but then like, do you hold him off for the first uh, AW episode? Or did the, I, the, From watching that video, I would say Punk wants to do something with wrestling. Will he wrestle again eventually? I say 100%. Now, is it this Saturday? Is it in two months? Who knows? So, I, I don't know. I would say this Saturday, 50% chance. Now, here's the thing. If this... It's, it, this is the prime opportunity. He's doing the thing at Starcast. Jim Ross and Conrad just did a two-and-a-half-hour episode on the podcast. Yeah, listen to uh, it. On that release on Thursday. You know, he's going to be... He just seems... He, he had a, a, just a gleam in his eye. He just seemed happy. He did seem happy. He was, he was being when funny he was there. He looks in good shape. I mean... I'm sure Tony O'Connor had a, a conversation with him. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're looking to build a, a, a wrestling company and you're looking for top names, and he would probably be at the top of that list. Yeah, so I don't know if he's 40. He's not going to be on a full-time schedule. One off here or there. You know, why not? Yeah, well, Chris Jericho's not on a full schedule either, so I mean... Now, here's the thing. You talked about you know, bump up the rating for the show. The, the show is October 2nd, right? It's the first AEW show. This takes place on the... Whoa, whoa. That's a motorcycle right. drive by. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. My cat scared me. You go, are, you, are you driving a motorcycle through your house? Or like yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, uh, what American Badass Undertaker drove by. Okay. If, if the AEW TV debut was September 2nd, I think this would be the perfect move. Because Punk debuts, and then four or five days later... You have the AEW show. Is he going to show up? So now you have four weeks in between. Still, you have four weeks to build that up. Is he going to show up? You know, to get your ratings. You're in Chicago. Like, what do you do there? I'm like, I, I get asked all the time. What do you think? Again, I haven't talked to him. In, you know, in six years. My thing is, CM Punk when he left wrestling, he wasn't pissed off at the wrestling. Business. He was pissed off at WWE. Yeah. He, you know, obviously, you know, he made his name in Ring of Honor. 
uh, that was obviously a huge thing for him. We've all seen his, you know, his last match with Cabana when he comes out, you know, hot in emotional tears because he didn't want to leave there, but it was the next step in his career. Even I did with Mid South, you know, we, I always joke that he, uh, whenever we would not get paid, Ian, he would always get like these IOUs, and I remember like me and Hagedorn went up to Punk, like, is he serious? He goes, I have a sock drawer full of these IOUs, <laughs> but he still never had anything bad to say about Ian. So, uh, you know, and I, the ones I worked CZW, obviously that, you know, that story, that story's out there, you know, bad cases out there, but like nowhere else, like Zero One, PWG, uh, Impact, you know, obviously the majority of his career outside WWE was Ring of Honor. It's like, he, I just don't think he hates the wrestling business. I think no, he just I hates agree. The, what WWE did to him. So it's like, why not come back? You know, and not only that, but you want your legacy to be, again, it's punk. He can do what he wants. It, 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 it doesn't matter. You want your legacy to be that you got thrown out by corporate gain at the end of the rumble. That's the last thing people saw you do in a wrestling ring on a major company. Yeah, no, so, no, you know. You know, my, my thing is... And like, if you yeah, hate WD, what better way to stick it to him than join the competition? Yeah, absolutely. So my thing is, I get asked all the time, like, if Punk was to come back, where would you want to see him? Obviously, the, the obvious answer really is long. New Japan. Yeah, New you, New get Japan all those, yeah. you, you get all those dream matches but my thing is he doesn't sign a contract with anybody he goes work some shots for AEW he goes work some shots for New Japan he goes work some Ring of Honor I mean I think you know we talk about Ring of Honor needs something that's the place that catapulted him yeah. he doesn't he doesn't hold the wrestling business anything he's made millions and millions of dollars I know he's doing you know, I know he's doing a, a directed DVD horror movie that I'm sure he got paid well with I know he's doing MMA commentary, which I hear he's excellent at, you know, because he, you know, he knows was a lot. Dude coming. Remember he did commentary when he was hurt that one time? It was really good. Yeah, so it's like, you know, he doesn't need, obviously he doesn't need it, but I would love to see him go back to Ring of Honor, just to give him a couple shots, just to get the attendance up, just to ha- help them out. Yeah, definitely. Considering the fact that, that that's what basically gave him his, his, his uh, springboard. So. Now, now here's something, yeah, nah. here's something I said to my one friend. Halfway through pay-per-view, they say, oh, okay, we have an interview segment coming up next. It's quiet. All of a sudden, you hear a uh, call to personality play. The CM Punk doesn't come out. MJF comes out. Imagine the heat there. And then CM yeah. Punk comes out to beat up MJF. I think that would be oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. There you go. Because if you're going to go out, I'm do the, think, do what, the what swerve, you know? Yeah, you do the yeah. swerve. MJF comes out expecting somebody else and just insult the crowd, insult everybody. And then Punk comes out. And here's something. AJ Lee in the Battle Royal with the women? Well, I, know w- I know she said she wanted to kind of get back into wrestling, but I think like her big thing is she knows like wherever she goes, like, hey, AJ, if you have a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what's, 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 your, what's your husband doing? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if, they, if I would say if she comes out in that Battle Royal, 100% Punk's going to come out. Or is it? No. Maybe not. You know, and here's another thing, too. I remember after I listened to The Observer, they said it was something like they could have sold is that within the first two hours, if they had a big enough building, they could have sold, what was it, like 180,000 tickets or whatever it was to the show. I remember I was telling that to Amber. And she's like, where is this? In Chicago. She's like, oh, did they announce punk? Is that why? And before I think she honestly said Chicago, she just thought the reason why the, the ticket demand was that high was that punk was announced. I said, no, but I think it's just the speculation of CM Punk. And I'll be honest with you, partner, as much as I'm looking forward to, you know, obviously, the top three matches, which uh, I'm I, Omega, and we'll get into it. Omega Pac. You know what a great replacement. Uh, Young Bucks lose your brothers, and you're throwing in ladders for the AAA titles. But obviously, Hangman and Jericho. As much as I'm looking forward to, I'll be on. Uh, and they can have all those matches can be five stars. 
Yeah. But Punk just even just shows up, doesn't even do anything. Like, these music hits, or he just doesn't even hit. If they just show him in the crowd, that's going to be the most talked about thing. For example, yeah. the G1, G1 final. Because phenomenal Jay White, Kota Bushi, actually told the whole story, yada, yada, yada. More than half the people were talking about the Kenta turn. And yeah. I think that, you know, I, I think that, that, that that's what I'm, that, literally when I sit on my couch, that's the thing that I'm going to be looking forward to the most. And if he doesn't return, guess what? I'm, I have a funny feeling I'm still going to get my $40 worth or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I will go this. I've been kind of going back and forth on whether I thought he was going to show up or not. And I've been about, up until last week, I was 60-40. He's not going to show up. And then I saw, you know, then he got, I saw the thing, his StarCast thing you can buy on DirecTV pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who wouldn't put that there? It was fourteen ninety-nine. Obviously, you can get the whole thing on fight, whatever. Like, Man, they put that on the DirecTV. So I was like, all right. So may, and not, not only that, but tonight they're having, on TNT, they're having an hour preview show. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Smart move. So too. I was like, okay, maybe it's 50-50 now. And then I see the thing with him in the ring. And I watched it twice, and I just saw how much fun he was having. He was legit, like, oh, I forget how to run the ropes. It's like you can kind of tell he's working. Yeah. Right? I think that was the whole tongue-in-cheek. It's just like, oh, he's back in the back in the ring. So he's probably doing something after the cameras go off. Like, at least maybe he's trying to get his timing down. For someone who's been obsessed with pressing his whole life, do you really, I don't know, you just shut that off? Yeah, and, and, so, and it's cool when he's in there, because he's hitting the ropes, he's like, ah, that hurts. Like, kind of like, you know, playing off, I haven't been in the ring for a while, so... You don't get in the ring for no reason. Conrad's a smart guy. They do that for no reason. And then Jim Ross. And now, have you listened to Jim Ross's podcast since you've been Just about all of it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't finish it. I okay. think I probably got about half an hour left or so. Okay, but you understand. So it's him and Conrad. Now, Conrad's obviously the one that got punk in. Jim Ross is you know, the main commentator for AEW and obviously probably has some sort of influence of who they hire, who they don't find, who they don't hire. Wasn't it just a coincidence that, oh, let's just do an, an episode on CM Punk? Yeah. Four day, you know, the day and this will come out the day after we released that that uh, that video of him in the ring, and then three days before Sarcast, I'm like, I don't just see like the, all the stars were aligning. Yeah. I think now I'm about 65 percent that he's showing up. Yeah, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be shocked because he's there. And like like just the comrade said, they go, comrade, how do you get CM Punk? He's like, I called him, I went to dinner with him, <laughs> you know, I talked about money, and we made a deal. <laughs> So then, here's the other tidbit. When they get to the very end, they ask Jim Rat, they go, oh, we're going to get to the final five, ten minutes. This is going to be Jim Rat, and I don't need to finish it. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's not a, a no big deal. But this space that you think CM Punk's going to come back. And he's just like, he's like, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not Tony Khan. I'm not the head booker. But I'm going to say, no, he doesn't come back. And I'm like, okay, I think, and maybe that's just me overthinking this, that's just Jim Rat saying that. Like, we're going to give you all this stuff, but now we're going to turn left and throw you off the set. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Jim Ross is in the know. He's there. <laughs> and Conrad's so, definitely in the know. He's there as well. So I, I'm excited to see what this does on pay-per-view by. Because I bet you're going to see a lot of people are going to be tuning in just to see if Punk's going to return. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it kind of sucks that Moxley's not on it. Because I'm sure he would have sold it. But I mean, Jericho's going to sell it. So will Kenny Omega. So. Yeah. Well, well, you know, that old uh, Vince McMahon saying, if something happens... You do a replacement. Try to make the replacement better than yeah. the actual match. Remember, I forget what happened. It was la- it was late last year. I sure it might have been TLC. Something I forget. Bray something got sick, and then they were gonna have that stupid match where Bray was gonna be Sister Abigail versus uh, Finn as like the pumpkin demon, and then Bray was out. And then they got AJ to wrestle Finn, and it was a great match. Well, then they had 
Kurt Angle was in the shield for some reason. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I forget what happened. I think, was, was it Roman get sick? Roman got a staph infection? Yeah. yeah. Something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah Kurt Angle was... all leukemia thing. I forget what it was, but I was like, wow. I'm like, I'm, a little, I'm like, wow, I don't want anybody to get hurt or get sick. Now, obviously, I, I love Moxley. What he did with G1, you're like, oh, man. Like, this really opened my eyes. It's like... I think that I think Kenny Omega has not had a blow away match. No. Other than the other than the Tokyo Dome, uh, you know him and Tanahashi, this is still the best match I've seen all year. But it's like for the last three years, in my mind at least, I've been going back and forth who's the best wrestler in the world, and just flip flopping with Okada and Omega. And I think just because of the inactivity of Kenny Omega and Okada's had another stellar year as well, that it's like it's Okada and it's not even close. Yeah. And I think he needs obviously he could with the Moxley feud, they can put that on TV if they want. But I think he just needs a blow away match. I think that's what he's going to get with Pac. Oh, yeah, so, uh, so well, let's uh, let's let's transition. Let's go. Let's let's do our top five, and then we'll do the AEW preview show. So, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll come close. So obviously, sir, this is your segment. Do you want to start? Which like, like, you, I went for, I went first last time, so you can go first this time. Okay. With with all the shows that are with you know the three shows we kind of just briefed about tomorrow, and I don't know if there's any other wrestling that you'll be watching today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Give me, if, if you can watch, just sit down and watch everything. If you just had a TV remote that says, Andy Hatter, here is 100 matches that is happening over this weekend. Pick and choose what top five matches. Well, you can only watch five matches. Okay, okay. What okay. five matches are you looking forward to the most this um, weekend? Okay, so let's go with uh, Pac versus Kenny, and then Adam Hangman versus Chris Jericho. Okada versus Suzuki, I'd really like to see that. Kenta versus Ishii. And um, let's see. Probably, probably throw another match from uh, All Out, but maybe, maybe uh, the, the Tony Storm match. I would kind of want to see that, so we'll, we'll throw that in Tony Storm versus Kylie Ray. Wow, uh, checking to see the Bucks. Uh, and I, I, you know, you know what? I, you know, I'm sure it'll be great, but I'm kind of tired of seeing the Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. Like, nah, I, I don't get tired of seeing. Like, like, I hope this is the last one of the feud. You know what I'm saying? At least I think I think they'll cool it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like cool it down, and then you know, in a couple months, go back to it. But like right right now, it's like I just see a couple of the matches. I I don't I'm not really jonesing for another one right now. I ain't burnt out. I will say now. I, I we uh, obviously we do the top five. We usually do a five. But if I can only pick one match, it was stacked as this weekend is those three shows. Hands down, not even close. If I can watch one match, Ishii and Kent. No, yeah. You have Ishii, the new best out machine. Uh, the Never title, which is basically the unofficial strong style, you know, King's Row title. You think he's going he, up against... Go, yeah, you should, I, they give him the belt here, right? Yeah, yeah okay, so definitely yeah. wins here. He's got to. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely got to. But, you know, the, the Never title can kind of be a hot potato title, and that's fine. Yeah. But now you're getting a heel character, which you're going to make him more aggressive. And when he did his heel stuff in Noah, he was like... I mean, he's aggressive to begin with, but it's like Suzuki. Like, you just can't see Suzuki playing a baby face because he's just got... One, he's got that heel persona... And he works better as a more aggressive person. And that's what you're going to get with Kenta. You're going to see a much more aggressive Kenta. So obviously Kenta, Ishii, Suzuki, uh, Okada, for a zillion different reasons. You know, obviously we love Suzuki. Okada, when he works with these, like, stiffer wrestlers, these tighter wrestlers, the way he sells uh, just reminds me of Bret Hart. And, like, it's in his comeback. It's just like, oh, man, he's taking so much punishment. It just adds to the mystique of Okada. So I got those two, Pac, Omega. I'm gonna say Walter and um, Tyler Bate. Yeah, that'll be real good. Just for something, just for something different. I'm gonna say the uh, the Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. Young Bucks. Yeah, the the Escalera de la Muerte. <laughs> That's what's so called. I, 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 this weekend, so stat. I love Saber. Saber's wrestling Tanahashi. Yeah. I don't know how much of a huge fan of Tanahashi and those guys have wrestled a zillion times. I never get sick of it. And even Jericho and Hangman. I mean, 
You want, yeah, the first AEW exactly champion. Yeah, so I mean, there's a, a bunch of good matches. It, it's awesome that there's all this rather than just uh, WWE and that's it. Yeah, so we got a lot of good stuff. And I completely, like I said, I did not look at the UK card. And as soon as you told me what it was, I'm like, man, I'm excited about the UK card as well. Yeah, it should be a good show. So I'm, I'm, so I'm excited. So here's mine for you. It's a little hard for me to explain it first. So give me your top five. This is also wrestling related. Your top five... Uh, in the comics, it's called legacy characters. So I don't know what to call in wrestling, but like where the, where the parent wrestled and then the kid wrestles. So if Lily wrestles one day, you could say Matt Turner and Lily Turner. <laughs> okay. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm getting at here? Sure. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's not a time. It's, it's okay. I'm going to go with Stu and Brett. Okay. You're good. Um, I would go with. I, I would go with Kevin, Kevin Von Erich as, as the uh, fire alarm goes off right here. <laughs> you got a lot of noise. <laughs> I know. Today, I'm not, I'm not, shut the door. Hold on. Yeah. Maybe, hold. <laughs> Don't edit any of this stuff out. Leave it all in. It's where the magic happens. <laughs> so they have this like really old school like air alarm for the fire alarm when they the fire, uh, well, the borough building's across the street from my house, and it's a barn, barn. So, sorry about that. How professionally. No, anyway, you were yeah. saying before you said so Stu and Brett. I got Stu and Brett. I, was, I, I love the Von Erich. I was going to pick Fritz and one of the kids, but I don't know which kid to pick, so I'm going to go with Younger. I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Von Erich okay. and uh, Marshall and Ross, who are a tag team, and I believe they signed to an MLW. MLW contract. Yeah. So, I'll pick those. Man, it's tough because they're going to pick Rock and Rocky Johnson. That's a good one. Uh, uh, there's a lot. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Orton, but I'm not gonna say Randy Orton. I'm going to say Bob Orton Senior and Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, okay, yeah. So how about that? So there's that's what that's four. I'm trying to think of a Japanese contingent that I can go with. Here. I was trying to think, but I couldn't think of any Japanese off off the top. I'm sure there is. I just I couldn't think of any. I'm gonna go with uh, just for the heck of it, even though he's a referee. Shibata's dad was a referee. Oh, okay. In the '90s and Shibata. So there you go. Okay, cool. As, as, this, as the war zone goes on behind me, I wish I could edit it out, but maybe we'll see what I can do then. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Tali and Tessa. Then I'll go. Oh, with, yeah. Then I'll go with Flair and one. Charlotte. Um, oh, Flair and Charlotte. Yeah, that's a great one. Dusty and Cody or uh, Dustin. I was also gonna say Randy Orton and uh, Cowboy Bob. And then for my last one, I'm gonna go with Larry the Axe and Mr. Perfect. Oh, there's so many good ones. Yeah, there's a ton when you really, really think about there's it. Some, and then if you go through the lineage of Mexico, too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So much. The Guerreros. Oh, how did I not? Uh, unbelievable. Once you think about it, that's what these top five. Like, even when we did our top ten G1 matches, you were mentioning a match. I'm like, that would have been my top three. How did I not put that in my number ten? Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, partner. Um, I don't know. Can you pull up the AEW card? I, I have it, yes. Okay. I only, like, I'm just going off memory. I'm just writing it down. I only remember the top four matches, but I guess, uh, Let's kind of go with. Um, we'll go with the pre-show. What you have first. over there? Yeah, go go for, yeah go for the pre-show. Go up and then we'll uh, we'll go for predictions. So. Okay, so the pre-show. Uh, who knows what starts with the private party is going to take on Angelico and Jack Evans. So that should be pretty good. I I don't know who's going to win that. I'm, I'm gonna say private party because they haven't really been uh, had a chance to uh, be on the main stage yet. And then that's a good that, yeah that's a good point. But I'm gonna say uh, Angelico and Jack Evans because they're more established. Okay, yeah, you can't go wrong there. And then the next is the 21-woman casino battle royal. And then the winner of this will take on the winner of Riho Abe and Hikaru Shida. And then they'll wrestle for the women's title on the first uh, episode. I saw the Piper's Daughters in this. Yeah, yeah. They, they only announced some people. Like, here's... I had... Oh, is that thing's... God damn. I wish that thing stops. What is that thing that's going on? So, so there's a fire alarm here in St. Clair, right? 
and that's the stupid horn that they blow rather than they blow this like air raid siren and it sounds like it sounds like I'm in an airport or something and like the war's going on guys if you remember the 90s wrestler Tugboat who was off of the shot yeah. he was going to be appearing on the show yeah Tugboat's coming it does stop but sometimes it keeps going on and on and I'm like really in 2019 is that necessary everyone has a phone okay and just you know all the guys get their uh, the thing they go right to the firehouse they go there you don't need to do this anymore you know, and that's what I think. Anyway, in the uh, 21 Casino Battle Royale, who's been announced? Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Ali, Brandy Rhodes, Teal Piper, that's Piper's daughter, Ivelisse from uh, uh, Tough Enough, yeah, Jazz from the, the former Diva, Big Swole, not familiar with her at all, Sadie Gibbs, I think I've seen her once, Awesome Kong's in it, Shaz McKenzie, and then 10 others to be announced. So this one was a real toss-up, but I say it comes down to Nyla and Britt Baker and maybe the mystery, one of the mystery people. I'm saying for Baker once. Yeah, that's kind of the, the smart money. And may, maybe Brandy does something at the end. It was Brandy, but I don't, I don't no. know. No, what's, what's the Joshi match? The winner of that fights the winner of this. Now, what's the Joshi match? Uh, the Joshi match, so we'll just skip right to that. It is uh, Riho Abe versus Hikaru Shida. Yeah. I have Miho Abe. I, that's, the, I, that's only Kenny's really good. Yeah, he's big on her, and Kenny's going back to DDT, which we're going to talk about, and he's tagging with her against uh, two other people, which I forget. <laughs> uh, so it's got to be Miho Abe. I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking. They were big on her car. She didn't know like, Kenny's big on her, too, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Riho, too. As then so Riho versus maybe Britt for the first women's title. So I'm, I'm not actually going with Nyla Rose for the battle role. Oh, okay. Let me crash you up for Baker. And I'll pick over to Nyla Rose. Okay. So now we'll go All to right. the... We'll, we'll just go... We'll start with that. Riho Hot Bay versus Hikaru Shida. We'll say that's the first match. So, you want to say Riho for that one? Yeah. Okay. And now we'll go to... Uh, there's Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. And this is called the Cracker Barrel Clash. Sponsored by Cracker Barrel. And I guess they could just use whatever weapons they want. So this would be a crazy hardcore fight. I, I don't uh, know. Joey Janela. Like, this is toss-up. That's a good pick because they're trying to put. I'm going to, you know, I would pick him, but I'm just to be different. I'm going to see Jimmy Havoc. Okay, he hasn't had a win yet. So then moving on, we got uh, Tony. They've only Ver- had three shows, partner. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Once they get their TV show, uh, we'll go with this one: Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stump versus uh, SCU, SoCal Uncensored. What do you got for this one? Uh, that's got to be SCU. I was thinking that. No, so maybe the good guys win, but I'm going to say SCU because it's kind of a. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marvel Stunt is kind of thrown together a team. But maybe, maybe they win. But I don't know. Let's go SCU. Okay, okay. next up, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger. And then it says Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard, so Tully's coming out in this corner. That was my... Obviously, now, I don't... I can see myself getting one or two matches right on this whole entire thing. I'm going to say this is one of the matches I get right. There's no reason for Sean Spears to lose this match, especially with help from Tully. So yeah, Tully, that's I what I was going to say. I wonder if Tully's going to be there. But you're saying these advertising, you know, yeah, Sean Spears definitely goes over and goes over with help. Yeah, they got to keep this feud going, so Sean Spears wins. I, I agree. And yeah, Tully does something, hands him brass knucks or, or something. Or maybe yeah. they do the old uh, Bobby Heenan, uh, Rick Rude thing where they hold the Warriors' legs <laughs> with the suplex, something like that. Yeah, all the Warrior Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, and then uh, we got uh, Best Friends versus The Dark Order. That's uh, former Super Smash Brothers. I think, I mean, the Dark Order, they kind of, kind of been pushing them a little bit. I mean, this is the only real gimmick other than the librarian that's been flopping. So I, I say the Dark Order wins this one. Yeah, I agree. It's because they have the Let the Lights Out thing. So yeah, push them. Yeah, yeah. The Dark Order. Then we, then we get to the the, the, the main three matches. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. And the, the Escalera de la Morte means Ladder of Death. 
So, but it's a ladder match for the AAA titles. I say the Lucha Brothers keep the belts and then take them back to Mexico, drop them there, and then come back to uh, AEW. Yeah, we keep saying that the Lucha Brothers, the Bucks keep beating the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. They beat them in like some random match in, in Mexico to get the belts back. But I think this is where the Lucha Brothers, they get it here. Yeah, and then uh, they drop them to some team down in AAA. And then, no, then, no, then again, they have a working relationship with AAA, so maybe they drop them on TV or something. Yeah. No. I think the Lucha Brothers are going to be the first tag team. I really do. Okay, I can see that. And then you see the box chase them. Yeah, and that, that is the best friends versus Dark Order, I believe. The winner receives a first round buy in the championship tournament, which is it makes no sense. But anyway, then that's to be in the championship tournament. And moving on, we got Pac versus Kenny Omega. I would say Kenny wins this one, which would be awesome. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But however, they can have Pac win and then Hangman win the belt, and then this way they can say, "Well, Pac." get the first title shot because they were supposed to oh, yeah, at, yeah. at Double or Nothing. So they can go that way. I don't think they're going to, but I think Kenny needs a big win here, and I'll give him to, uh, you know, why he needs. Well, you know, then the main event is Jericho and Page, I'm assuming, right? It's yes. Yeah. Do yeah, you think Moxley interferes at all, or comes out at all? I mean, he can't wrestle you know, a full match, but I'm sure he could come out and just hit him with a chair or something. I think he'll be there one way or another, even if he just, like, show, like walks down the aisle. Or, yeah, or he hits him with a chair afterwards. Yeah. That's a possibility. I can see that. But Jericho and Paige, I mean, I, I was going back and forth in this last couple of days. Like, where do you go? Jericho's obviously the biggest name in the whole AEW thing. Uh, Hangman's the up-and-coming guy. He's, the, you know, the AEW... AEW's guy, even when they were, you know, New Japan doing all the all elite. But I think the, I mean, the promotion is going to be built around Kenny Omega. Omega just lost to Jericho, so I, th- I mean, this is flip a coin, but this is just my logic with it. I think Jericho wins this, and then Omega chases Jericho to not only get his run back, but to get the belt, and then you give Omega like a, like a two year reign, mm, okay. like pretty much right out the right out right out the gate. Like, do you have Jericho? Obviously, give him you know a five six month reign to build a belt up. You know, maybe have him wrestle Kenny on TV and have it like some sort of like you know disqualification or this or that or you know count out or something, and then you build to the next interview with Omega finally beating Jericho. So I think Jericho wins, but again, flip the coin. Yeah, I, I, I you could argue both. You see Jericho getting it to establish the title more, then or just putting him Hangman and making him uh, shoot him to the moon. But I, I kind of think Jericho's gonna win it. He, he, I don't know if you've seen that being the lead. He cut a, a good promo. So did Kenny. But it cut, Jericho was like, if I don't win this, like my everything's for nothing and I'm, I'm worthless. It's like, I have to win this match, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I see Jericho being the first AEW champion. And then the, they'll be the only guy to win all the titles. Yeah, I think the main reason why he's a champion is, like I said, I mean, as big as the star as Chris Jericho is, I think the main reason to put the belt on him is to have Kenny Chase. Yeah. That, that, that's the promotion's got to be built around. Yeah, definitely. Kenny Omega will be winning the belt, so... Yeah, I agree. but it should be pretty good. Nothing with MJF on the card? No, he, he doesn't have anything announced. Just these uh, 10 maybe, matches. So he has to do something. Maybe he's got the punk thing. Yeah. Oh, partner, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it right on that one. Yeah, I mean, that would be oh, awesome. you heard it here first. Yeah, I, I predict MJF comes out and uh, does something with CM Punk. Well, as we're wrapping this podcast up on this Ring of Honor show, we got the Rock and Roll Express of the Briscoes, so I will definitely... Uh, I will text you when that match is over, sir, because we're, we're finishing this up, and then we'll, uh, we'll review that one match because we don't have enough wrestling to review on the yeah, next hey. show. So I think that's about it. Is there anything you want to cover, it, partner? No, that's about it. And sorry for the war zone that happened there a couple minutes ago. <laughs> you don't get that from any other podcast, yeah. folks. We, we, we do it all. And a motorcycle came through Header's house yeah. all within about 20 minutes of each other. Yeah, that, that, well, that's what happens when it's warm out and you have the windows open. <laughs> 
So, all right, guys. Well, hey, if you guys want to get a hold of me, talk about any of these shows, any of this fantastic wrestling, look me up on the social media. My uh, social media, my Twitter and my Instagram is Matt underscore Turner OF. And as always, guys, I cannot plug enough the best supplements on the planet, hands down. Five percent nutrition. Head over to five percent nutrition Type in M Turner. Save yourself twenty percent and. Uh, Go get your swallow on, partner. Finish this off. There you go. Okay, if you're looking for me on Facebook and or Instagram, just search my name, Andy Header. And if you like this show and you heard it, please go over and just like our Facebook page. It only takes two seconds. Just go over, type in Call of the Power Ring, like the page. And uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you subscribe to it because we're available on just about every podcast platform. And if you want to, check out my other podcast. I do with a couple other guys. One for wrestling called Tornado Tag Podcast. And then the one for... Uh, dorky stuff like movies comics tv it's uh, called things that are not cool in high school podcast which is kind of like you took this podcast and you split them into two separate things so uh that's what i do and i guess until next time the war zone is over i am safe and we'll see you later